greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the seventh season of the Timeless Gamer, where the games and gamers grow old while the gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. Your gaming podcast show represented by Pinoy Retro Gaming. And we are now live in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for the archive videos of previous episodes, you can still go to the YouTube channel of Timeless Gamer. Just go to Timeless Gamer PRG. It's all right there. And you can also listen to a talk, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Apple Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. All right. Let's that was beautiful, that. by the way. <laughs> you should have warned us that you were going to do that job. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't warned. I'm glad. That was like, what? What's going on, man? Oh, oh, very good. Very appropriate for the episode for tonight. That's a good one. All right. So previously on Timeless Gamer, so we were talking, uh, so we discussed about the underestimated video games. Uh, that all of us um, on, on the on the last time that we did the show, and there were a few games that we haven't really heard of. The, the, the games that we we heard of, we scoffed at, but enjoyed after we gave it a, uh, after we gave it a, a an honest try. So check those episodes, guys. Just uh, that particular episode, it's all available there on our YouTube channel, on and also on the Pinoy Retro Gaming Facebook page. The underestimated video games, and for this episode, it's. The Super Mario Brothers movie 2023 review discussion, and um, it's been a while since we did uh, an actual movie review, uh, like a movie review. The last time we did was the documentary of the console wars, I, I believe, uh, and we've also discussed a few mo- uh, video game adaptation movies uh, way, 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 way back. So, as a formal, like a formal video game adaptation. No, a movie adaptation of a video game proper episode. This this will be the this will be technically the, the very first one that we're gonna do. And speaking of, of being a while, it's ha- it has been 30 years, everyone, since the first Super Mario Brothers movie uh, came out in the cinema. That was the year 1993. And it was a it, it was a it was a big deal at the time. Considering how, uh, how 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 Nintendo and Super Mario Brothers revitalized the gaming industry during the late '80s and the early '90s, so people were clamoring, uh, were excited about the movie. Sadly to say, uh, it didn't really spark the same magic as the video games. Nintendo got burned badly, and it took them three decades before they said, "Okay, let's try again." Yeah, uh, the trauma was that. not great. The trauma was that great for Nintendo. The trauma <laughs> was that great, and Nintendo said never again until mm-hmm. up until now. And all those gamers, we were the we were the gen- we were the generation at the time. We said, "Oh well, maybe maybe next time we'll wait." And some of us waited this long. Some of them end up dead mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, never, uh, never truly seeing the full glory that is Mario in the big screen. So How here very we are. Lumily of you. How very lumily of you. Okay. <laughs> here, so here we are with the Super Mario movie, twenty twenty three. And for this particular episode, we are being joined by the panel right here. We got Sir Sergey DM. 
Hey, good evening guys and welcome to another episode of Timeless Gamer and we'll be go- going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers uh, animated film. And I would like to welcome my two friends here, Bob Haskins and Luis Legazamo. <laughs> no, it's Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells. There you the, go. Danny yeah. Wells, original live action. How about Sir Joel? Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. Welcome to our podcast episode of the Super Mario Brothers movie review. And, you know, I'm absolutely sure there's going to be tons of strong opinions here, but we look forward to having everybody's input, not just from the panel, but also from the audience. So please, if you have thoughts, let us know, chat us up, and we'll do our very best to respond. All right. And how about Saviraj? All right. Welcome to the the stream hopefully you enjoy it or you will enjoy it and as mentioned just moments ago this could be quite a, a transgressive topic we'll agree on things disagree on things but let's see how we go with this but um, i'm looking forward to this so yeah over back to you all right thank you sir Viraj. and of course joining us right now sir ray dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what's up guys hey Viraj, look oh Sega. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Introducing a Sega cart in the middle of a Super Mario Brothers movie review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have this background here. There's the controversy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> For those of you in the I'm part of a Go campaign. Look. There you go. For those of you in the audio podcast, Viraj is showcasing his Sega right now. His Sega background and Sega hoodie. And you know, uh, uh, Raymond uh, Retro Free Gaming just showed us his uh, Sega Genesis card. But you know he compromised with that one by showing a uh, 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 green shell, a uh, green shell from the Mario Kart games. Okay, waving oh, I- the blue flag in the middle of a red territory. All right. Ah yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm hey. a Nintendo fan, just for the sake of the viewers. <laughs> just for the record, <laughs> Raymond is a Nintendo fan. That's that's his disclaimer for it. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, um, an unfamiliar face, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. You might be wondering who's that Pokemon over there. <laughs> What's uh, up, Matt? Of, we got What's Matt. Up? We got we got Sir Matt Bustle from joining us from North Carolina. Sir yes. Matt, say hello to the uh, say hello to the fans down there. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt with uh, Bustle Plays Games. Be sure to check me out on YouTube. Um, and I mainly do a lot of horror games and stuff like this. So this is really exciting because I do love retro games. And I just recently did watch this movie and I was really excited to be asked to to talk about it. So um, I really appreciate you guys bringing me on and uh, I can't wait to dig into this. All, All right. right. Um, and regarding with Sir Matt, uh, so, so, so with Sir Matt, we've, uh, we've, we've been seeing Sir Matt on this on this show for quite a while now. And we are, uh, and we are one of those. Uh, we are, we are one, we're one of those shows who shows appreciation to our to our viewers. Just letting them join the show and and talk about the stuff that we are also interested in. You know, the, the one of the good things about the show, we meet a lot of people, whether it's whether through referral or just by casual viewers who just happen to watch our show. And that and that's a sign of progress in our part as well in that writer job. Mm, Matt is actually a horror game streamer then, just like Oh yeah, that's and true. He plays um some indie horror games mm-hmm. and especially Shepre. Resident mm. Evil. And, and I yeah. do remember I introduced Matt to the glories of DOS gaming. Uh, yeah. Matt has been introduced to some of the first-person dungeon crawlers and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, Matt is one of our avid 
listeners, followers, viewers. And like Joe says, we always do our very best to try to give the chance, not just to the chats, but if you're if you're really interested, hey, you might be featured as a guest in our panel too. So mm-hmm. be, uh, just let us know, just talk to us, and uh, you might get your shot. <laughs> All right, thank you for that, Sir Yo. And let's uh, let's give it to Sir Matt. Sir Matt, uh, could you read out loud our chatatatat? How you all doing down there? Mm-hmm. Sir Matt will just give a quick shout out to all of the uh, all of the people who are joining us right now there at the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do I see that? Yeah, it's in the uh, comment section. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Who's up? <laughs> yeah, Color Otaku. What's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're on YouTube. Yes. Mm-hmm. We got Ark Neil uh, Philippe. Philippe Ocampo, yes. Yes, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Jade Jesus, I guess that's maybe how you say that? Yes. Yeah, Jade Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Filipino. Such a great job, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Filipino, <laughs> Filipino syllables are very hard. Uh, we take from the. From the <laughs> that is a modern day. That is a modern day. I'm so out of my element. I'm so used to oh, being something fine. else. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. You know, the, the, we love throw. Uh, well, that's fair warning. If you get, if you become a guest, you you get thrown off the deep end right away. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Dave Scott. Good PM sirs. Good afternoon. Good evening, Dave. Everything's good. And let's also say hi to. Um, let's just say hi to Ray Q. Ray Q, who says. Nintendo also owns the rights of Super Mario for this adult film. I did not even know that. Okay, <laughs> let's just you know, let's just you know what. Actually, to prepare for this show, I watch every one of them. <laughs> Let, let's put a pin on that Ray. Okay, let's put a pin on that Ray Q. But you know, I'll, I'll get I'll swing around to that comment of yours later on. All right, oh, there's spoilers. <laughs> yeah, great job, Matt. Excellent job. Thank you very much for reading out the chat. We do our very best to acknowledge everybody, and because you know. We're, it's we we envision this podcast is like a uh, uh, in in the old days we called it a, a jam session shall we say a jam session where we just all kind of throw everybody's opinions out into the wind and, and react to it. So, getting back to John though, mm-hmm. Sir Dan is also right there in the chat. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, some you, some you strange person named Dan Mm-hmm. You took it short, you said, because you mentioned that Nintendo revitalized the game industry only in America, because in Europe, we never had this nonsense console crash that you go on about. Right? Uh, that is... <laughs> <in America>. not... <laughs> Correction with, with stand. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is very... That's, that's um, an amazing... In the US. In the US, it was a very different scene compared to the British scene, compared to the Asian scene. And that's another thing that we do here in the podcast. We try to analyze the gaming scene in a worldwide context. So, yeah. All right. So for this particular episode, guys, uh, let's just get into it. Sir Viraj will be taking over uh, with the structure uh, with the structure of the show. We'll do it in parts. The first, uh, the first part of the show, we'll just do it non-spoiler. Mm. And then the other half will be full of spoilers, depending on how we go. So seriously, there's a spoiler on this movie. I don't think we'll, so. We'll do spoilers <laughs> afterwards. Well, I mean, considering Raymond that you've seen the movie five times in a row already. You've right? seen it five times. <laughs> no wonder it's no wonder it's called one point three four billion dollars. I mean, it's the highest grossing video game movie of all time already. Yeah, a good passing two Sonic Hedgehog. Hedgehog movies. Mm, I, yeah. I and part of that part of that income is from Raymond's buying the film. Yeah, and watching it over and over again. No comment. All right, passing it off to Viraj. Let's, let's let's begin. So mm. let's introduce this film now. 
Um, you know, th this has been going on for a while. Nintendo were in production with this film and they were being very careful with their most prized IP because we all know what happened in 1993 with, uh, <laughs> that, with that Marion Brothers movie that, that came out. That is actually the... <laughs> That is actually the worst grossing like video game movie of all time at number 46. Really? Uh, Give us a number. Give us a number, Viraj. How much? It's called, well, it's $38 million it made back in 93. Ah, and the budget? And the budget was. Probably higher than, but then it, it's pretty high. You well, it says, here, uh, it says here on the box office mojo, the original Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, the budget was $48 million, ah, and the gross was only like, 20 uh like almost 21 million worldwide so not mm. even half the budget <sighs> very very quickly we'll go for the top 10 video mm. games all time so obviously we know mm. mara brothers is at the top okay mm. 1.356 billion dollars in climbing okay if we go higher if we go beneath that the next one is number two place is warcraft the world of warcraft movie um, and that's a, a live action, you know, uh, art, yeah, very, very creative, a lot of creative license were used with that. The game by Blizzard Entertainment, uh, that made $439 million. So, apparently, mm. from the number one spot to $439 million, so you have that. Then you have the third place, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, at $433 million. Then you have, in fourth place, Rampage at $428 million. And then you have in fifth place Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is a recent thing that came out just the other year at 405 million dollars. Okay. Then you have Uncharted, okay, and that came out uh, at 401 million dollars. Angry Birds, which is 352 million dollars, which isn't bad for an animated film. Um, Prince of Persia, which I actually saw at the cinemas, 336 million dollars. Um, and then you have Sonic the Hedgehog movie, the first one, that made 320 million dollars. And then you have Resident Evil, the final chapter that made 312 million dollars. That's obviously that last Resident Evil uh, live action film they made. So an interesting top 10 we have there, but clearly the standout here is Super Mario movie at 1.34 million dollars, which is just outstanding. And, mm. gonna and. The, I mean, part of this is we are reviewing the film, but you know, mm. also we're discussing why it was so successful. Okay? The movie was made in conjunction with Nintendo and Illumination, who were responsible for this because of the animations that I'm sure we're all aware of. I'm sure those of you who have taken the school kids there or have seen this kid, seen this kid-friendly animation movie, which is actually really fun for adults as well, and appreciated what it was. So you have, a, you, know, you have Illumination and Nintendo working together to make a really well animated film. I'm sure we can all agree that the animation on this movie was on point and we have no issue with it. And that's one of the things that I think drew people into watching this film. Um, and Nintendo are very, were very particular with their IP and very specific when it came to the casting. Um, we got, obviously, we, we have Chris Pratt as Mario, which was quite controversial, you know, in, in terms of a choice. I'm sure we can all understand what people were saying in, in social media platforms uh, all over the place. With Chris Pratt as Mario, really, but you had Jack Black as, as Bowser, you've got um, Seth Rogen as, as Donkey Kong, you've got uh, uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Uh, and you've got Anya Taylor Toy as, as as Princess Peach, so you've got some some really big heavy hitters in terms of a voice acting cast, and they also bring crowds in as well. Because Anya Taylor Joy, she got famous over COVID, did some really great work in for Netflix and, and and all sorts of films. Most recent film I saw her in was The Menu, which she was amazing in. So a great actress and a great voice for the role. Um, and obviously, you know, you got all these characters. You know, um, you know, you know, Jack Black needs no introduction. Um, and Chris Pratt needs own drugs. So you've got some big, big, big heavy hitters there. Um, so they're going to bring in the crowds, crowds. And also you've got 
a story that ties in with the Mario Brothers and the Nintendo world that they've created. So it was actually very well done. Um, Mario in itself, I know I talked about how this is the highest grossing film of all time. Mario, Super Mario as a franchise, people, it's very easy to forget this, but that is the second highest gaming franchise of all time after Pokemon at 90 billion. Mario's worth 30 billion. That's how much that franchise is worth. It's number two. So it was a foregone conclusion, you could argue, that this film was going to draw in the crowds and it was going to be it because the video games are so popular. So, I mean, to interject, Viraj, it's the fact that a lot of people actually tend to under underestimate video games. But if I remember correctly, video games are raking in more money than the movie industry and the music industry combined nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, people underestimate as gamers. What can I say? Yeah, I'm just passing it back to you, Viraj. Sorry yeah, about yeah, that. Precisely right. Out of the, 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 if you're looking at video game companies, if you look at video game industry, the video game industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, and if you look at movies and music, they, they're in the millions. And, uh, you know, a lot of movie studios, they're hoping to gross a billion on a movie. That's a huge success for them. Mm. And um, for an animation, an animated movie, it doesn't actually as much to make as a live action. It's a lot mm. of CGI and art and all that. Really, a lot of the money probably went on the actors, the voice actors and the talent mm. that went into it. So this is a huge um, quarterly profit for Nintendo. Actually, I, I read an article that this and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was the, was the thing that made Nintendo a lot of money. That's mm. it, they're done. You know, they're happy with the money that they made from this. So, you know, props to them. Um, so yeah, a, a very, very popular film. Um, but let's move on to talking about the film in general. Um, we're just going to talk about our initial thoughts on the movie. Uh, my initial thoughts, I'll, I'll talk about my, my initial thoughts. I, I took my mother to see it. Um, yeah, I took my mother to see it. I don't have any kids. So I had to take my mother. What does that say about me? Yeah, I am the It's, you know, it, it's a good it's a good date. What can I say? Take your mom to a very special day. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, what I will say with, with, with when I took mom, because mom, mom's quite simple when it comes to watching films. She doesn't have an attention span when it comes to watching a lot of them. But mm. this got through her attention because the animation was beautiful. The way the film started was was funny. It was a bit of a, bit of a comedy. I'm not going to go into detail yet because we're in the spoiler-free section. Um, and the way that one scene changed to another and, and the beautiful scenery of the CGI really does, um, you know, enthrall you. You're enthralled by it and you're, you're drawn into it and you're immersed into it. Okay, so what's, what's, what's Mario? What, what's, what's his story? What's his relationship with his brother like? What's this adventure that they're about to go on? Or oh, who's this character? And you, you're left with, you're left never really bored. You want to know what's happened next. And that's what was good about this thing. And that's what I will say about this. Um, so initially, I really enjoyed this film in the cinema. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of Easter eggs for those of us who love Nintendo and their video games, um, you know, and, and it was it was a, it was just a, a lot of laughs in in tune to what it is. And it's a great film, a great film for young children. So I, I actually liked it for what it was. It's not without its flaws, but I liked it. That's my initial. Thing. Um, back to um, let's see what you have to say, um, JDM. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, before JDM chimes in, though, we'd like to uh, we'd like to welcome uh, one of our other co-panelists here, oh. who uh, who is who has uh, who has joined us, and I'm absolutely sure is raring to give his thoughts on the movie it's, uh, on the movie too. Uh, we are being joined by Shin Mamuchu. Hello, Mamuchu. Oh, Captain Shin. Hello, Chris Ninong, Chris Ninong Joel, Chris Ninong Mond, uh, Chris JDM, uh, Sir Matt Bussel, and Viraj, my good old pal, and good evening to everybody who's watching timeless gamers uh, this is going to be a very interesting um episode i say um 
I have a lot of things to say about it, but I do want to hear what everybody says first. Then I'll try to jump in. Mm, okay. Well, back to uh, back to uh, Viraj's passing. JDM, uh, you have been called out by Viraj to express your <laughs> your non-spoiler thoughts about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm, uh, yes, I saw it last. I guess last weekend. And I like most of the parts they did. Um, cameos. It had uh, references to the game. I enjoyed it, but um, I'll leave the my other thoughts on the once the we talk about the spoiler part of the. <laughs> the heck, spoiler! <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Okay. That's very interesting. Okay, so you want to you enjoyed it? Okay, it's fair enough. We'll leave it to the next one. All right, let's let's see what Mr. Matt Russell has to say. What are your initial thoughts on this film? Yeah, Matt you, Mr. Russell, our new man. It, <laughs> it took me a while to get around to seeing it because I'm not huge on CG uh, style movies like this. I really like practical stuff, but like I uh, I really liked it a lot. I was laughing constantly. I loved all the uh, the references, as you said. Like, there's a lot of references. My favorite part of the movie is probably not even mario it's uh i don't know if it's technically spoiler to get into mm. who else is in this movie okay. Cooper. i mentioned cooper's in there we, we mentioned donkey kong's in there so yeah so like i just uh i really love everything that you get to see with the kongs and mm. yes. that's yes. my highlight of the movie and that's mm. where i was like probably mm. that piqued my interest the most i was so excited Seeing that because I'm a big time Donkey Kong lover. I love Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. you know, so much. So uh, I thought this movie was really good, and I I would recommend definitely seeing it if you haven't seen. It. It's mm-hmm. it's very entertaining. It's it's the the, the humor is great. The pacing mm-hmm. is good too, mm-hmm. and it's extremely yes. vivid and colorful. Like I feel like I'm playing like a Switch game, almost. like but it's better. You know, it's it's got that feeling, and um, they did a really good job in comparison to obviously the '93 movie that I don't know. What happened there? Too many drinks and, <laughs> and a really bad script, and like that's <clears throat> what you got with that. During a time in the in the <laughs> in the early '90s where practical effects, you had Tom Savini, you had you had uh, Rob Boutine, and like these incredible special effects artists, and and I'm just so blown away when you look at the '93 movie. Why they? You I mean you have creatures like Godzilla, right? Mm. How come they couldn't have done like a creature suit of Bowser? You Precisely. know why? But anyways, I digress. I really no, no. It's it's not a digression at all. Actually, <laughs> it is very pertinent to our discussion about the Super Mario Brothers movie because well, let's face it, it's the Super Mario 1993 movie looms large in the as a shadow in, on this movie, and really they had to do a lot to overcome that stigma. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's you know I, yeah, but that's that's my thoughts. I don't want to get into any any more until we get into spoilers. Mm. This episode's about me, but um, all right, thank you very much for your thought, Matt. Um, all right, let's uh, let's ask uh, Saray, Mr. Retro Freak up there. Let's have a look at your initial thoughts. Ah, okay, <laughs> well, here we go. Yes, Raymond being our resident Nintendo fan. All right, Raymond, let's hear what let's hear your non spoiler thoughts. Boy, don't be spoiled. You can hear You got this. You got this. You got this, boy. You got this. You got this, dog. You got this. Yeah. Anyhow, again, um, just for a thought. 
Um, the Super Mario Brothers will revitalize the movie by means uh, the game movie industry by means of staying true to he, to the roots of the game and to the characters and to the storyline. Let's face it, some other game, uh, some other movie adaptation of games are basically junk. For example, I'm a horror fan and I love Resident Evil, but the past few movies of Resident Evil's Evil series was a bit junk for me, just like the Raccoon City. <laughs> Even though the the uh, the yes. um, uh, the characters were there, the 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 mansion, the outfits, and the, especially the Raccoon City police station was there, but. The sense of um, giving the uh, giving us gamers the the true sense of the storyline of the the game was a bit trash. Mm. So for this this um, Super Mario Brothers movie for me for for me as a gamer it um, it stayed true to his um, to his story and um, kudos uh, kudos to Nintendo and Illumination. Uh, for being um, um, stay true to the storyline of Super Mario mm. um, and the the of Peach and just like uh, Sergio likes <laughs> yeah. well uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll at the same to time what? Um, we'll get to that part trust me we'll get to that Teka lang, um, just for ano lang, uh, for a question. It's Ron Jeremy ba? Or the Ron Jeremy? Oh, that's, that's, that's Lou Albano. That's Lou Albano on the original Super Mario Brothers the show. But, uh, Super Mario, uh, the, on the movie, it's Bob Hoskins. Is that Ron Jeremy? No, it's Bob Hoskins. You're talking about the different one. There's a different one with, um, you know, Ron Jeremy. Cuisino. I am not joking. I am not joking. There is a Ron Jeremy version. It's actually a urban legend. If you could ever find the part two, because there's a part one, but nobody could find a part two. What the heck? It was good. Don't even ask why I know it. Okay. He was a. We're asking, Mamuchu. We're asking you. Look, just, Anyhow, just, that's my just, thoughts from uh, Viraj. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, Thank you very much, Sir Raymond. It's, uh, I was hoping this would be PG-13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> PG-13, uh, don't worry. Yeah, we uh, haven't gone if into... If you guys want to know if, who is Ron Jeremy, you look for me. <laughs> well, uh, Google is that you guys, so yeah, that's it. it, it, it as, as I often say, if you know, you know. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> only 80s and 90s kid will know. Yes. Uh, with some VHS tapes and better match. Okay. Bucket of chicken will never be the same. But go back to the, the film at hand and the point you raised, um, mm. it's, you're absolutely bang on there. I mean, out of all the video game movies I've seen in my life, I think that's the one that honors this material quite well. The most. That's, that's mm. it, did. it honored mm. the source material of where it came from. I think the reason it could do it well is because it's an animation. You know, they can actually draw the world approximately the way Marrow was intended, and they did it the way they wanted to do it. And it was very much, I wouldn't say, I don't want to use the word canon to, to, to the Mario franchise, I'll say it's canon to the Mario theme and story. Mm. And I think a good job with that. So well, that's a very good point you raised there, and thank you very much for that. Um, all right, okay. So, um, okay, over to you, Sergio. What is your... Um, your uh your initial thoughts are all right my i'll, I'll oh. uh for my for my initial thoughts uh 
I just saw the movie, like a lot of the panel here, I, I, I did not rush this movie because you know, life gets in the way. We get very we get very busy with life and a lot of things uh, keep happening. But uh, we saw the movie. I saw the movie with my daughter and my wife this past Thursday. And the our initial thoughts, uh, visually, it was extremely appealing. We, we, we saw it and we loved the vibrancy of the colors. We loved the... The, the the differences in theme in worlds there's brooklyn there's the mushroom kingdom there's the there's uh, donkey kong country it, it was all uh, extremely distinct when it when it came to the how it was visually presented so uh, it was a feast for the eyes it was very it was very captivating visually audio of all the things in in the movie i would say the audio portion is the best part if you ask me, the audio portion is the best part because if we're talking about faithfulness to the to the video games, the audio portion nailed every single aspect of the uh, of the Super Mario theme. Uh, audio audio uh, speaking on an, from an audio perspective, you hear the sound effects of from the Super Mario games. You hear the musics, uh, the music themes from the Super Mario games. You can hear them kind of like happening when something big is happening. Uh, you can hear the, it in the background. Uh, in general, and uh, and and somebody didn't. Uh, some people don't even look into this it's the 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 sound mixing it's it doesn't overwhelm you it doesn't the music the sound the sound effects they don't overwhelm you they go very well with the action that's happening so props to whoever was in the sound story-wise that's where it kind of falls flat on its face <laughs> my 10 year old daughter uh who i was watching said that's it it it's it was very thin. It was it was very paper thin. Some would say paper Mario, shall we say? Mm. And <laughs> it's it's really the kind of storyline that you would say it it's it it was very cobbled together. It was very by the books. It was very yes. by the numbers, shall we say? Yes. And I, I kind of attribute it. Uh, the fault is mine because I introduced my daughter to anime. And she's really used to deep plots and lots of you know lots of twists and turns and 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 underlying. Th- she's she knows how to look for all of that at ten years old. And when she saw the movie, it's like uh, this is surface level stuff. This isn't really something that I w- I can dig deep into. Really, if you try to turn the page on on this book. All the all the uh, all the all the pages behind the first page are blank. So that's that's uh, that's my that's my assessment of the plot. So my non-spoiler verdict for the movie, as well as my daughter's, we would both give it a seven out of ten. Uh, it's it's a good movie for everybody who is um, who who is coming in blind to the movie. It's a good movie. It's a nice little pass uh, pass through the whole thing movie. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, would I put it on to watch it on purpose if, if I was given the chance? I would absolutely say no because I've seen it once and I'm good with it. But if my if my daughter's friends were coming over for 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 uh, what you call this for a sleepover, and they ran out of things to do like you know beating each other up with pillows or you know painting each other's nails, I could put it on, and the girls could probably just watch it for the next couple of hours before they fall asleep. So seven out of ten for me. That's my assessment of the Super Mario movie. Very very uh, very interesting score. Very interesting. <laughs> um, you do raise a very interesting point about the. 
I'm so disappointed in you, Tito Joel. Ay, Why? Tito Joel. Oh. <laughs> Why, Raymond? Child. We're not even got to the meat and potatoes yet. We haven't got to the non-spoilers. Yeah, section. we haven't gotten into that <laughs> part yet. No fighting for that. Oh, um, I'm so well, itching for that. Very interesting point I want to touch on there. Just about did the film make sense now? I will say, if you don't know anything about Mario or the video game, you come to this film, I don't think it make no sense to you because you don't understand the source material. And it is one of those films where you have to understand the source material to appreciate. Oh, I, I, I forgot to... Because that's why the critics did actually have a go at it when it was released, and the users actually really loved the film. So I will say that. I'm not saying that you wouldn't know anything about it, but come on, man. Who hasn't heard of Super Mario Brothers this day and age? Yeah, to your point, Barrage, let me just... I, I completely forgot to add this one thing. I've only seen... I've only played Super Mario brothers one two and three a little bit of galaxy and super mario odyssey so i ha- i get a lot of the reference in the film but i'm uh i'm coming away from the film feeling like it's not so much a film as it is a video game for the people who have played the super mario brothers game to look for references in the film of the games that they've already played mm-hmm. so it's not so much a video game it's not so much a video game film it's a video game of a video game shall we say yes you yeah. face a nostalgia trip. Is that what yeah. you're trying to yeah. say? Yeah. Yes. You make a very, some very interesting points Back there. Back on your, your I feel like the shocking point you just made out and it highlighted is you haven't played Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. Mm, that's it. How do you mm. What? Yeah. I feel like... Um, play that game like, before you die. All right? You got to have play Super Mario World. Play that game before you die. At least. All right. That's my, that's my homework for the weekend then. That's right. Play Super Mario World. That's like the best 2D Mario game. Seriously, Tito Joel, you haven't played Super Mario World? You got a lot of that. Let's put it this way. Like again, I, as I prefaced in the beginning of my review, life got in the way. After I got into Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three, there was a renaissance of so many great games that, that I just had to all try out. So kind of Mario kind of fell by the wayside for me. Think, Somebody's think, gonna have an intervention soon. <laughs> I can forgive that, but but let's play Super Mario. Let's let's write a wrong and let's play mm, that game. Okay, um, uh, that's my homework for the weekend. Understood. Okay. So <laughs> Joe, okay, I want to know. Let's try and keep this clean. Fight, fight. Oh, actually, let's 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 do number two first because Joe really likes Joe really likes being the sweeper. He likes being being the the period or the cap end right, of the conversation. So we'll, we'll talk to uh, so we'll, we'll leave it to Master Shin then. What what do you have mm. to say? Yes. Well, initial thoughts, non-spoiler. Initial thoughts, okay. Um, you guys pretty much hit most of it on the dot. Mm-hmm. Though, the way I see it, um, this movie was created by a committee that happens to have a bit of a heart when it comes to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know how like we always say that like when you see a movie or a product that it was created by committee, it's basically like a chimera of certain things that doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. and you pretty much don't like it. But what we have here is basically something that is made by a committee to make sure that it would hit every single demographic. But unfortunately, by making yourself too wide of a demographic, is that like you're going to fall short on most of them. You know, you, you become like, you know, you know, um, pretty much like Jack of all trade, master of none. And this movie, without spoiling much, is basically a animator student's um, homework. It's like when I was watching it, I was originally trying to watch it more of like, you know, let's go for the Easter eggs, let's go for the nostalgia trip, more of that. But instead, I ended up whipping out more of my books when I was in college, especially like the hero's journey and whatnot. And it basically ticked every single boxes of the hero's journey. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go into much details on what they are, but it's pretty much like Hollywood Basic 101 when it comes Mm. to this movie. Um, Without spoiling much about the story itself, it became so predictable that 
the moment that the character would say something, you know something's gonna happen, and it's like, okay, this is typical Hollywood script right here. And then the thing that I would say that would be a ama- uh, that I really love, however, besides the nostalgia trip and the references here and there, is that yes, this is a very vibrant movie. Um, I know that somebody have must have said I don't know which person it was, but I apparently I heard that there was a live action in here. I don't think there's a live action in this movie. Everything is CGI. Now mm. it's amazing to the point that every single part of the kingdom, from jumping into the Kong country all the way to the Mushroom Kingdom, even on Brooklyn itself, it has its own unique flavor that you know that they're going from one part of the movie to the next. You, that, which is like um, Matt pretty much says flat out is that it's it has really good pacing, and mm. with the visualization that they have in this movie, it really helps you pretty much go along with the journey rather than just like. You know, having this flash mob is like, oh, we're we're here now. Oh, what's this? Oh, what? No, if there's like a lot of good tra- transition into this movie that pretty much my eyes weren't even hurt, despite how freaking vibrant those damn mushrooms are. <laughs> That's what I love about it. But um, if you're gonna ask me, I would say the same thing. I would say it's like a seven or seven point five out of ten. My wife has seen it more than once. Um, one one time with my son, the other time basically with me to analyze it. Um. Apparently, they really loved it. Uh, in my case, I was like, you know, I really have to actually like it. To basically, I have to watch it without thinking that I have to analyze it in order to really enjoy it. But yeah, seven point five out of ten. Oh, uh, a quick question, uh, Shin. Which book was that one? Was it The Hero of a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell? Uh, the Man with a Thousand Faces. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that was really good. Okay. Well, so that's quite uh, an interesting um, point you made. You gave us pretty much a similar rating to what uh, Sir Joel's, Sir Joel's given us. So, mm. uh, very interesting points you raised there. I mean, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe Nintendo had, or Nintendo who are responsible for the story, had too many fingers yeah. in a lot of pies. And yeah, you you basically like the the way I I picture it, Viraj, is that you have like a committee of people that loves Nintendo. And then you have a committee of people that basically are from the Hollywood department, and you also have like a committee of people that pretty much listens to the fans. And they all sat down into this one room and said, "We need this. We need this. We need this. Maybe we could add this." And pretty much that's what we got over this one, which is a product that was pretty much refined. But it, the only problem is that it doesn't give you the satisfaction that mostly a lot of people would expect in a movie. Because let's face it, we all come to a movie because we were expecting that it will make us feel good in certain ways, whether beginning, middle, and end. But the problem with this one is that it tries to impress so much of a large demographic that it's trying to aim for the, for our kids. It's aiming for us. It's also aiming for the non Mario fans out there. It's also aiming for the Sonic fans to probably take a bit of a consideration and look at their movie instead. So you have like all these amalgam of people that pretty much they want <laughs> to impress. That this is the product that we have. It could have been a nine out of ten, but it became a seven point five for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, sorry to have to say this, Shin, but you're being called out in the chats right now. <laughs> 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 I didn't say I like it. I like what I, I like what they did, but not the story. Okay, fair enough. That, that's Miss Momo. That's Miss Momo who says, no. "Well, she didn't. Uh, she likes what they did, but not the storyline." You're being called okay, out. Let me, let me like, the storyline? Storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that, I'm sorry you meant you like the movie but not the storyline I'm sorry 
Uh, uh, I, but then again, you can hear you can hear Raymond taking a lot of offense left and right right now. He's really flipping his his wig. You guys are all gamers. Then you don't like the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait till we get to the spoiler like part. We'll get the spoiler part. More than this Super Mario movie. Oh my gosh, Raymond! You, uh, uh, it's kind of hard waiting for the one hour mark right now because we're we're really chopping it a bit to go go into the spoiler territory because we're <laughs> with a lot of our beef is actually spoiler territory so uh, for those of you who are interested in the more the meteor part or the, the spoilery part wait until the one hour mark but you know we will warn everybody if you guys want non-spoilers because you know despite the fact that the movie has made 1.3 billion dollars in the box office there are still some people who haven't seen it so you know, just just letting you guys know anyway back to you Viraj <laughs> uh, yeah all right well thank you very much for your uh transgressive views there <laughs> it's, it's, it's already bubbling away now Raymond's gonna go he's gonna get a machete out man I know. <laughs> right now he's about ready to pull it out what can I say? <laughs> going to uh, let's, let's, let's move on to oh God, I'm dreading this moment when Sir Joe opens but let's see yeah. what <laughs> okay let's try and keep it clean my friend yes Joe oh, here we go here we go here we go Joe give me a good one <laughs> You're gonna be disappointed, Raymond. You're gonna be disappointed. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, uh, I was there. Do <laughs> you really have to? Do you really have to go there? there? And when they said they're going to make a Super Mario Brothers live action movie, I was one of those kids who really shit their pants. I was excited at the time, and when I was there, I saw it as a kid. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Show me the mushroom where they touch you. Show me the mushroom where they touch you. Come on. They're right there. <laughs> in the, the fields. I knew it was in the fields. The mushroom made it grow. <laughs> fiery. Fiery, fiery. And then 30 years later, they said they're going to make another one. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I have a far more appreciation of my childhood now. This, uh, this movie is nothing but an hour and 30 minutes of Nintendo commercials for their games. What is this? That's a nice thing. What is this? Oh, all right. Okay, so. They played it. Oh, all right. Nintendo. Okay. It, it's a it, it was a low bar it, it was a low bar after 1993 okay let's get that straight i'm one of those people who grew up during the 90s with a trifecta of the trifecta of video games from hollywood mm-hmm. mortal kombat street mm-hmm. fighter and then of course super mario brothers the trifecta of the 90s uh, hollywood uh, video game ad- adaptations right mm-hmm. and with with super mario brothers since 1993 it's a, it's a low bar to pass mm-hmm. looking at the movie now and that being said, um, the panel, each panel here, they did um, they did raise up some some good points on why they like the movie, on what the movie did right. Mm-hmm. And I will stand on my uh, on my opinion that it is just a glorified one hour thirty minute uh, commercial for uh, f- uh, for their video games. And you don't deserve that the T-shirt. You don't deserve the shirt. <laughs> right? Joe is now holding up his shirt. There you go. Which says, although that being said, okay, so that being said, uh, 
uh, like uh, like Sir Joel. Um, so I'm only familiar with the first, no, not really the first, but uh, the first three. But I I played more in Super Mario Brothers one on the NES. I don't I don't even uh, at the time we didn't even know there was a second one. And then my wife is more familiar with Mario Brothers three, and we watched this movie like three days ago. Just prepare for this show. I watched I rewatched the 1993 movie just uh, uh, just to just to add context to this uh, to this review and I also watched the the porn parody as well uh, earlier <laughs> so you have the other copy just to relieve some stress share it <laughs> I need to read I need oh, to sleep. Sleep. No, no, no. I need John to sleep. is and, yeah. you have to, you have John, give me some yeah, links yeah. yeah sauce please thank you pass the links <laughs> sauce <laughs> um and yeah so well I will tear I will tear this movie apart um on the on the spoiler review I don't know if that's the proper sentence you would say after mentioning Ron Jeremy's Super Mario Brothers you would say tear or something apart oh, no. oh, 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 I, oh uh, I, I was almost there like like I want to tear I want to tear that up as uh, oh wow we're there. going there uh, we are going there uh, and yeah so so, like I mentioned, like I mentioned, each guys, uh, each one of the panel here raised their uh, their valid points, and we will and we will get through one of those later on. If there's one thing that I will add that I like about the movie, there's one particular character here. It's a minor character, but every time that character is in the screen, it brings joy to my heart. Despite the very the very Speech. depressive attitude Speech. and <laughs> and the theme <laughs> trying to portray, I I, I I love that character, but. Uh, let's get it on with the uh, uh, with the spoiler part. Mm-hmm. That's okay. for me for now. Spoiler wise, a non-spoiler wise. You raised one point that really did did get to me because it's something I resonate with you on. I'm sure everyone in this panel will agree mm-hmm. that there. Yes, and, and this goes to what Mister Mister so Shin said, which is um, you know Nintendo were obviously it's a tick box tick box that was manufactured in a certain way where they're trying to tick boxes for a certain demographic, and it's also you made a point about an advert for their video game, didn't you? They're advertising their franchises in this movie, and we'll touch on that in a bit. And that's that's it. It's a perfectly great marketing ploy because not only did it make them a lot of money, this film, mm-hmm. it's also going to be like one of the things that I like doing. Like some of you know who are in the panel with me know that I like to buy and resell retro video games. But I know this Christmas, Mario, Donkey Kong. And Mario Kart are going to be great games, and you know why. You know mm, why. I'm yeah. going to be buying that stock to to, to, to fulfill that demand because of this film. Mm-hmm. So you make a very very good point. But anyway, um, let's move on to what, what there's, there's a panelist who can't be with us today, and I'd, I'd like to move on to what his video was. Um, I, I did my dear friend, my, my mentor as part of the, the Sega Mega Masters, which I run on, on YouTube. Um, so Dan, um, it'll be interesting to see what. His thoughts are on Super Mario. I don't know if there's any spoilers in his one. Is it is it spoiler free? Non spoiler free. Not well, Sammy, Sammy. So there so may we, be spoilers, good people. So mm-hmm. you might want to cover your ears because there may be spoilers in here. Yes, and we are we, moving towards the let, spoiler, spoiler section yeah. of the channel. Let now, this so. serve as the intro to the spoiler section of the show. Yes. Okay. All right. So those of you who have not seen the film and don't want to be spoiled, what are you doing? Go see the film. All right. <laughs> you have seen it. Then let's 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 watch let's, let's have some fun. Let's go. Bring it with Sudan. Let's do this. <clears throat> hello to everyone out there and hello to the Timeless Gamer crew. Um I hope you enjoyed this new movie, uh, the Super Mario movie. I'm here obviously to pass my thoughts on it. So we'll get straight into it then. Um 
Let's look at the positives. I thought I thought there was two really excellent scenes in it. I thought the introduction was fantastic, uh, uh, and how it introduced Bowser was really cool. I really enjoyed the um, the uh, fight scene with Donkey Kong. I thought that was set up really nicely, um, and I, I thought that the end um, few sequences, the run of sequences at the end of the film, were quite well done as well. Um, so it definitely had some positive. Um, some more positives I'm going to focus on are that it had an excellent uh, selection of uh, 80s rock tracks. We had a bit of ACDC, a bit of Bonnie Tyler and ELO. Um, there probably could have been a few more in there, but you know, I, I'm still, I, I liked what they picked and uh, I liked the way they use it as well. So uh, that was a, a big positive for me. To extend on that um, music uh, theme, I thought Jack Black were brilliant in it. I thought Jack Black as Bowser uh, and his little music numbers were really good. Uh, and I wish he'd got a bit more screen time, to be honest. But you know, I can understand why he didn't. Uh, but he was he was the highlight of the film for me uh, from a character view, definitely. Um, other little positives, I'd say I was impressed with the way that they uh, incorporated the power-ups and, and the general Mario elements. You know, there were a lot of, of, uh, of, of great, well, of, of, of familiar elements in there. The, the way they transitioned them from game to film was very commendable and very good indeed. Uh, and obviously, it got all your Easter eggs in. You know I mean? If, you, if you're somebody who just likes... Mario and wants to see Mario thing on on a big screen, then this will probably be, be more than enough for you because um, that's really what a, what the film's about. It is, it is essentially a big Nintendo commercial. But you know, from from that angle, if that's what what you demand from a film, then fair play to you. Um, unfortunately, that's not enough for me. Really, you know, what I mean, I, I like a film to be a film, even though this is meant to be a kids' film. I still want to watch it and enjoy it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of kids' films out there that um, that I've watched with with family and friends, and I've really enjoyed. Um, so just Toy Story, you know what I mean, uh, and uh, Chicken Run, films like that. So um, that that definitely didn't hit that level of, of quality for me. Um, and and so we'll get to the film's negatives, um, of which for me there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Uh, I thought out, outside of those excellent scenes which I've mentioned, I thought it were quite a boring film, to be honest. I, th- I thought the, uh, the first act in particular were really boring. And I, I expect for something like a Mario film, you know, especially when it's when it's fully animated and it's fully set in the Mario world, it'd be quite epic and adventurous. And I didn't get any of that. I got the... Um, the first part of the film were just basically a setup for a walk to Donkey Kong um, country, and it, you know it didn't do much for me. Unfortunately, I the um, there were there were no real uh, uh, there were no egress of of Mario getting to to fight Bowser. It was literally just you know here we are, Mario. We've met you. We go to uh, to get the, the Kong's help. We fight Bowser. You know what I mean? It would have been really nice to have seen him take on and, and beat some of the other popular Mario characters and enemies along that journey. It weren't much of a journey, really. Quite boring, quite boring. Um, when the action did kick off, um, it, 
it just you, you have to you have to be really familiar with the um, games for it to hit home. Like there's one point where where Peach rescues Toad through pulling out her umbrella. Now that umbrella is great because anyone who's played Mario Kart or various Mario games will know that's what she's got. Um, but I'd never seen that because the Mario games that I'd played um, were pretty much 80s and 90s Mario games where where she'd not got that. So that there were quite a few elements of that in the film and they were just kind of like a bit jarring for me. I, I, I kind of just didn't really you know, you know, understand what was happening until I spoke to people about it after. So, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, you expect it to be Mario focused. I kind of get that. Um, but I think they could have set those a bit better. Um, I really didn't like the fact that the rescue Luigi, not the princess. I just thought, you know, I, I, that just felt odd. That that was weird. Um, Luigi's, you know, he was separated from Mario for a long time. They could have got a real good character, um, bit of banter going between the two brothers, and, that, and I would have liked to have seen that and doing none of that. So, so again, that was a bit disappointing. And despite what a lot of people have said since the film's release. I didn't like Chris Pratt's voice. <laughs> I thought, I thought again, it was boring. Um, I didn't. I don't expect to see the traditional. It's a me, Mario. I totally get why Chris Martinez style would be way too much for a film of this length. Um, but I, I still wanted more from Pratt. You know, Pratt just—he sounded so flat and lifeless. And I thought to myself. Well, Mario's Mario's selling point in this film is that he doesn't give up. Is that he's he's a trier, a doer, um, you know, heroic person. I didn't get any of that from Pratt. You know what I mean? I didn't get any sense of I'm I'm determined to to constantly win. I didn't get any any sense um, of like blind optimism of yeah, it's gonna be great. You don't. He doesn't have to be over the top. Pratt just sounded. It did just sound like a plumber, like a like a crap fat plumber, and. <laughs> For me, the idea is Mario is a crap fat plumber in one world who finds himself and evolves. Again, a bit more, get a bit more creative, you know what I mean, Nintendo and what well, illumination. And, and, and for me, this did feel like a, a typical um, flat illumination film. The illumination films I've seen uh, just don't really have any spark. The, 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 the checkbox movie, the take, you know, right what the fans want to see Mario, they want to see this, this character, they want to see this animation, they want to see these worlds. Let's put that, let's, let's take that mathematical approach and make a, 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 a mathematical dollar making movie. And that's what this is doing. Uh, it's, you know, it, the, the Nintendo fans, hardcore fanboys, they will buy any turds if it's got a Nintendo logo on. That's pretty much what I've done with this, really. Um, I don't think I'm going to call it a turd. I would call it an absolute bang average, you know, well, yeah, a bang average film um, with a few good scenes worth seeing, but I'll never, I'll never. I, uh, I didn't mind watching it. I didn't, I certainly didn't um, come away thinking, oh, give me those hours of my life back. Um, I just thought it was really, really bang average. Um, and I returned to my point with, with people, I spoke to people since about it and they excused it like saying, well, it's a kid's film. What do you expect? You don't expect you know, the Shawshank Redemption. You don't expect you know a, a Shakespearean opera um, style, you know, or, or, or operatic style deep movie. And I don't, I don't want a deep movie. But I want, a, I want an exciting movie. I want, I want a, an adventurous movie to be, to be, you know, to give me some tension. And, and the big, the biggest 
the tensest part in this film were where Mario were were getting a lift in a ta- in a con taxi, and he went round the corner and he had to hang on to it. And that were it. The rest of the film, I was like, I'm not, I'm not remotely invested or, or tensed at all. I'm just watching watching a Nintendo advert. So uh, for me, this is a, this is a five out of ten. A five out of ten. I think if you're a Nintendo diehard fan. Uh, and you, you know, you you just want to see Nintendo things and 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 brainwash your children too, like Nintendo have brainwashed many Nintendo fans. And um, I think I think this is a, this is a, 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 a be a good film for you to be fair. But um, for people who actually want to watch an enjoyable film, whether it be in a Mario film uh, or just an enjoyable kids film, like I said, there's plenty of enjoyable kids films out there that have a real great sense of excitement and adventure. Uh, and this film, this were uh, a film that. You know, I've forgotten about it now, and you know, I'll never watch it again. And uh, when when a sequel comes out, I have no intention of paying to watch it. I'll watch it when it when it comes out for for free. So uh, so there's my thoughts on it, boys. I, I hope you enjoyed it more than I did. And um, yeah, there we go. Mm. All right, let's rip up this movie now. Let's go. All right, let's do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I, know, I can see. Like I can see, look, his face has gone red. Yeah, <laughs> Raymond's face yeah, is contorted right now. <laughs> I can't hold it in any longer. But let's let Mr. Raymond speak. He yeah. needs to talk. He needs to talk about his passion for the film. What he thinks about the film. This is a spoiler area now. So those of you who've been warned, Raymond, tell me your thoughts. What do you, what do you think about the film? Like mm-hmm. with all the, with everything that's been said, right? And what you, like say what you want. Right? That's it. Gloves are off. Mm, yeah, gloves are off, Raymond. Just go for it. If you want to speak in Tagalog, I'll translate for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. We got this for you. Yeah. You got this. Movie. And it's a good move, uh, movie um, based on my feelings. And, 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 that's it. I said it. Yeah. Oh, said it. Better movie than Sonic. I said it. I said it. Oh, there you go. As a movie goer, my thoughts if you like the movie, I don't care about the plots or anything. It's a feel good movie for me and as a game. I watch it, I enjoy it. No 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 thinking about what's the plot or what's the thing because it's a game movie. It's supposed to have the the, the elements of the movie itself, uh, the game itself. So for me I enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys are actually gamers because you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, Chris Dino, we are. No, no! I enjoyed it. Hey, I enjoyed it. Uh, I like the film. Did I enjoy it? Nostalgia, sake, yes. Well, Mirage is a gamer. I, I don't mean, know I think you, well, look, I, I think you have to be familiar uh, with Nintendo IP. Tito Joel. It made me feel like I had like I was holding my controller waiting to actually Oh there you go. It's a cutscene that lasts too long. It's a cutscene compilation movie. There you go. That's like Metal Gear Solid. Pretty much. 
Let Raymond finish his point. Let Raymond finish his point. Go ahead, Raymond. Actually, that's my point for mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. If you if you are really a gamer and mm-hmm. you're looking forward with the movie and you mm-hmm. actually saw the movie, yeah, and the the elements is already there. Mm-hmm. Hindi ka ba mag-enjoy? You, you would you not be enjoying the game? Hey, Raymond, the to, to uh, Raymond is saying to paraphrase um, Maximus from from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? There Are you, you go. Are you not entertained, guys? <laughs> there you go. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had more enjoyment in eating a Cadbury chocolate with my son than actually watching this movie. Ooh, and I pretty much have the same thing. I have to concede to what Sir Raymond said because he when he started talking. Mm. I feel, mm. I feel, yes. and one thing I've learned is you can't argue with feelings. Yes, very can't. true. Very that's true. how he felt, mm. and that's his opinion, and I respect it. And yeah. I yes, personally felt it, it was a good film for what it is. And mm. I know Dan made a point in his review. They were, and I was actually the one that said, well, "What do you expect this to be? Some sort of operatic cinematic masterpiece?" It was me who said it. Yes, yeah, what do you I do. I am. It's a kids' film. You're grown ass man. What do you, you're not going to expect that to have all these adult content. You're not going to get peach in a bikini like Sir Joe well, wanted. It's not going to happen. Well. <laughs> and actually, guys, mm. Nintendo and Illumination didn't um, targeted the new generation. It targeted mm. the old generation. Mm. Yeah, that's, so that's all, all, all we're going to get to that one. That watch the movie or the old generation. They, Come on, guys. I agree. I think it's a good film, fundamentally. Mm. I think Sir Dan was a bit harsh with his 5 out of 10 rating. I think that's too that's too low for what it is. I'd give it a 6. And a 6 is still good. That's a 3-star rating. 3 stars out of 5 if you look at it. Mm. And I, I do think it's an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because I'm an older man, I have to also mm-hmm. recognize that, yes, it is, it is a, a younger person's film. I also mm-hmm. understand, like, with what Sir Shin said in, in his point about how Nintendo did sort of, you know, there was a tick box exercise, that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm, of, and yeah. you know it's been manufactured in a certain way to appeal to so many people. And yes, I am going to like this film. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were, there were some really funny aspects of it, some really interesting things. The problem with have t- trying to please so many people is it's going to lose a bit of consistency with the people that it's not going to please. So you're not going to get Bingo. That's exactly. what it is. That's, that's this, if there's a failing this film had, it was that. And you know what? Nintendo, what, this was a money-making exercise. And what did they do? They made the money. They made the money. Yes. They, exactly. boxes. they got me to watch it. I took my mother to watch it. You know, mm. someone, took, someone took their kids to see it here. You know, mm. someone, someone, some people have seen it twice. You know? Uh, it as a counterpoint, though. Right. I would say, yes, from a financial point of view, from a, they're creating mm. a product. Like their video games that appeal to mm. a lot of people, whether you want to play them again or want to watch the film again, that's something to be said. <laughs> it, it was successful because it made the money and it, it made a lot of people happy. Made, mm. made and, and yes, it's a, it's a film you do have to switch your brain off because it hasn't got a depth in terms of what you understand that. Well, like, counterpoint, actually, Viraj, in my case, um, I came, uh, I subsequently, I, uh, actually, before I mention anything first, I'd like to acknowledge a few more people in the chat. Baruna Royka, Gami Tagle has been having a great time on Twitch. Hello, Gami, I'm happy I'm happy that you're having a great time over there. This shout out to all our viewers on Twitch as well. And of course, Reiku says, uh, here on Facebook, so basically the whole review is, I like Mario, so so I like the movie, and I don't like Mario, so I don't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. In my case, actually, my my point being is that 
Uh, you're saying that it's not it's not supposed to be sort of Shakespearean thing. I would uh, I would tend to kind of come from. I have to disagree. Yeah, in my yeah, case, well, it's because yeah. of the fact that I know the writers, I know the directors. It's the guys who actually did Teen Titans Go, and I absolutely love their '80s references every time they do it. It's they know how to do um, multi-layered stuff because when you watch Teen Titans Go, it doesn't just appeal to the kids who are who are hopped up on adrenaline and sugar. It also appeals to all the guys who are watching it who are familiar with 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 how it was back in the 80s whenever they did 80s stuff they nail every single 80s reference so yes. and, oh, and it, it's just the yeah. fact that i was i guess expectation because i know i know how i know how these people what these people were capable of in their teen titans go creation in their teen titans go series so i kind of was looking forward to a little bit more from them in terms of references to to the feel of, of the of the 80s shall we say and i know it's it's a little it's a little problematic because of the fact I will, that you i would also like to add a lot of expectations anyway shin yeah, go ahead yeah i would like i will also add the i would like to add this like exactly like christina jolly pretty much pointed it out that like these writers are really great writers mm-hmm. now Okay, let's let's try to remove the nostalgia. Let's remove the '80s music references and whatnot. Mm. Let's face it; they pretty much played all of our heartstrings with the nostalgia and the music and the background music and whatnot. But there's one thing that they actually forgot. Not it's not that they forgot it, but I believe that the reason why they didn't put it in is because they're already either lacking of funds or the movie is running way too long. And that is resolution. They actually lack resolution in this story. Why do I say that? First and foremost, if you watch, since we're already on the spoiler part here, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you begin in the movie, they pretty much de- they take the whole part of the uh, hero's journey here. That our hero is actually down on his luck, right? Not only does he down on his luck, but he also showed us a bit of a depth about his dislike on mushroom. All right. He also got. Um, he basically have a bully that makes fun of him. He also has his family who doesn't want to believe in him, except for Luigi who basically loves him. But he doesn't like mushroom. Okay, we're already on the mushroom part. All right. He was forced to eat a mushroom, and then a freaking training montage happened. But I was like, dude, does it really need to be called out? Okay, fine, a training montage. We're going for the 80s storytelling here. Fine, let's go. But where is the resolution? If I was the one who was writing this. You know, I would actually have Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad basically get invited by Mario's family in dinner, and then first time ever, Mario's dad will actually put um, pasta on Mario's plate without mushroom, and instead, Mario decides to put a lot of mushroom because we what we need for Mario is that he needs to have a character depth and an arc. He doesn't have any character arc in here. He did not even change. A character that is going on a hero journey should have a big change towards the end. He had at that moment when he was in the Punch Out Pizzeria. However, the resolution is lacking, especially towards the end. And pretty much one thing that I I don't get about the story plot now that I'm about it: How the hell does Luigi manages to actually be on an action mode when for the rest of the movie he was basically locked up? Ah, that's true. Very good. Yes. Well said. I'll compare the brother, the bromance to, to Andrew Tate and uh, his brother, yeah, because his brother nobody cares about, yeah. But when they, actually, when they live up together, they they work together all together. I think that's the story, in it? You know, the Andrew Tate they work together, but ever since Andrew Tate, it's fine. But nobody cares about Tristan Tate's one of them ones, you know. Wait, wait. Wait, I'm just going to ask Mamuchu. Kailangan ba may depth yung storyline ng game? Yes. You know what? Uh, uh, you know what? Does, does the does the storyline have to have depth? 
Okay. Yes, it has to have that. If the uh, the actually game itself is not that. Cool. Of course it does because it's a film. <laughs> Yeah, it's it has film. to be because it's a yes, because it's a film. Number one, number two, number two, not interactive. Yes, yeah, with the screen. Yeah, to answer to answer it, yes, I remind you guys that in watching a movie, you should feel good. It's a feel good movie. So, um, using your mind in the gay, uh, the movie itself is quite quite stressing. Actually, any. Any goers, siguro na uh, movie goers na hindi ganon kailangan ng kad, um, masadong depth unlike Gen Z people. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say, mga Gen Z people are too depth masadong. Oh, malalim. Raymond is saying Raymond is yeah. saying that there's the Gen, Gen Z people require depth in everything. Depth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unlike for us, bakit ang Super Mario One ba sa Nintendo is has a depth on the movie uh, on Re- the game? Raymond is saying, okay, okay, I will answer. Super Mario Wonder Movie did not have any depth whatsoever. The game. It's like like this. You're playing the movie, uh, you're playing the game, and you're watching the movie itself as as an adult and as a game. uh, I want to hear what Dan has to say. Uh, Dan, go ahead. So, you've already said you prefer to the Sonic movie, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So, to pick um, pick up on what Shin said, the Sonic movie. At the, at the start of the movie, he's got no friends. Mm-hmm. He's going crazy because he's got no friends, mm-hmm. and he's got no family. At the end of the film, he finds friends, he finds a family, and he finds himself. It's a but the movie sucks. Honestly. <laughs> All right, no far has now formally begun. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Let me try. To, I'll, I'll go, go ahead, Raj. Go ahead. Even though it has depth, even though even though it has the storyline that you said, guys, mm. still the movie sucks. Why? <laughs> Justify it. Go ahead, everyone. Uh, we're, we're listening. Number one, mm. the revenue of the movie, and then it does the. the you, you said it the storyline it's not mm. it's not part of the movie it's not part of the game eh? yeah but th- that's the, you see that's the issue here is that like we're trying to actually compare this this movie mm-hmm. into like years and years of generations of Mario of course we're not gonna have any depth on the first Mario game because it was just a simple 8-bit video game but as the game progresses through the generation people start to add stories start, people start to add canon parts in there people start to add kingdoms worlds and whatnot mm. but the problem with this movie is that like if we are going if we're going to heavily rely on what the game materials are at over there we're pretty much just supporting Nintendo throwing anything that is Mario related and at the same time pretty much like oh well as long as like mario's in the picture i'm going to buy it oh as long as mario is in it i'm gonna watch it but mm-hmm. like the quality of the movie itself is being questioned because it's basically them saying that nintendo can do whatever they want and pretty much get away with it now we <laughs> as like movie goers yeah exactly yeah and that's the thing that actually right now nintendo's elimination are having a five-year contract that means there's um, you, um, um, movies that be a movie too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah? Mm. So I guess the depth you have... that you would like, mm. the depth that you will like, the storyline you would like to see mm. will be be 
on that different movies that Illumination and Nintendo will do. Yeah, so, so Raymond is saying that... So that mm-hmm. one's this one. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. How's this? How's this? How's this? Basically, what we're trying to say here is that we're not saying that like the movie sucks and we don't want to see another Mario movie again. But what we're mm. trying to do here it's is that like Mario doesn't suck. Suck. Yeah, yeah, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Chris Nino. Yeah, hold on for a second. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is this: we're not trying to say that they should, should they should not make another Mario movie. But instead, what we Dan and everybody else here is saying is that like, okay, you've reached a certain um threshold here. Why don't you do better next time, or at least make it better the next movie would come out? Because if this is the quality that you're giving us, and we know that we were shorthanded in certain aspect as far as like being a video game movie, okay, you take the boxes into one is to one ratio with the characters. They are very loyal, amazing. The world, pretty amazing, whatnot. Fine. The story plot is basically an amalgamation of Mario One, Two, and Three. A little bit of um, Mario's uh, Luigi's Mansion over here. A little bit of Sunshine over there. A little bit of Mario Kart. We get that. They combined everything to basically make a plot from scratch. We get yeah. that, but maybe if they're going to make another Mario movie, just like if Sonic has a sequel and whatnot, why don't they try to go and push it further and maybe let us have a much more bigger depth for these characters? Because each and every characters didn't really have any kind of like you know a resolution or a happy ending. It's so open ended. Like oh hey we've re- we've rescued um well uh who did I rescue uh well let me see uh well I I rescued my brother oh cool mm-hmm. oh so we're now gonna be working in the Mushroom Kingdom as plumbers. Let's jump into the tunnel and credit rolling now. Mm-hmm. What what? But I guess that's the thing. Um, to Raymond's point though, Super Mario Brothers one the movie had no depth. And most of the depth that was provided uh, to it was by the gamers themselves. They imagined a lot of things into the game. And there really wasn't anything in there except the stuff that we were putting in as gamers. I I guess that's the big problem here. It's the fact that they crammed everything that could have been crammed into one uh that was that was an overload of the stuff that that you really kind of discovered later on in other games later on in later in later uh, later games so it's like i guess for us gamers it it we enjoy all the reference but it was a little it was a little like an overload when you were watching it and we were a little worried for the people who were coming in like in my case my my daughter a lot of that was just flew over her head she had no idea what was happening she liked the rainbow road she liked how it looked but she had no context as to why it was there or what importance it had as to why why it was needed in the game they just you know cranky kong just pulled it out of his ass okay you need to go through the rain through the rainbow road to to raid you know uh bowser's kingdom so like what like she had no context to it it was pretty but that was about it. Yeah, so. Even my wife was confused about that yeah. part. She was like, "Which part of the game did I miss?" That? I was like, mm. "I didn't even know there was a rainbow raid either." Mm. So I mean, I'm absolutely sure your daughter Maddie was thinking the same thing, Raymond, because of the fact that she absolutely loved. I'm absolutely sure how beautiful the the, the execution of the movie was, especially the rainbow road portion. Mm. But I guarantee you, she has no context to it. And us as gamers, we like it for the fact that it is part of the game. Yeah, but it it's like. It didn't make sense in how it kind of fit with everything, the way the story went. I guess that, that that's our beef with it. Joe, Joe has something to say. Go for it. Uh, I know, I, I know, I was supposed, I'm supposed to speak last, but I'm going to interject <clears throat> regarding with Rainbow Road. It's on your table, then. I, I have no inklings about the the lore about the Mario Kart games. I'm like, why do we need the rain? Why do we have to go to the Rainbow Road? 
and Bowser's floating island is flying. Mm-hmm. I can answer like, the question. I'll go ahead. Sorry, well, and I'm like, is the Rainbow <laughs> Road like somewhat of a gateway towards the floating island? But then again, the Rainbow Bridge, uh, the, rain, uh, the Rainbow Road got destroyed, and <clears throat> and the Donkey Kong army got captured and i'm like oh okay so then what's what's the whole point of all this mm-hmm. of the rainbow just to just so that you can market the mario kart game here, here let me just put forward something let me you just put some forward something. Mario Kart and mario yeah, make some money yeah. no 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 here here's, here's one thing as a gamer one thing that kind of contrasted the latter parts of the movie to the early parts as a gamer i absolutely loved one part it's the fact that it referenced the fact that mario used to work as part of a wrecking crew, wrecking crew i yeah. know mario used to i used to show up in a game called wrecking crew and with there was a huge question as to how he transitioned from being a wrecking uh, a part of the wrecking crew into a plumber so the game uh, the movie actually explained that part early on and that was what kind of ex- uh, what i expected in terms of how the, the whole movie is supposed to make sense to me as a gamer it should have made sense as a gamer as well as to people who are coming into the movie blank so i was really expecting a lot when i saw that 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 wrecking crew reference like hey they're talking about wrecking crew are they gonna address the fact that mario was a doctor later on or something like that you know yeah so it i wanted more of that of how it was supposed to make sense also also i would did not uh, so I, I would like to also address uh, Reiki's mm. question. People watch mm. these movies for the story. Level. Let me ask you this question: Does people go to McDonald's for the food? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love their chicken nuggets. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Raymond, I'm not in the film. Anyway, I want to hear what I want to hear what Raymond's response is to that one. Go ahead, Raymond. Regarding to what Tito Joel, uh, I mean the, the fact that we're saying that the fact that. As gamers, we like the movie. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense, you know. It just doesn't make sense from a gamer's point of view. Wait, Ricky mm-hmm. said here, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people watch this movie for the story. <laughs> that's, that's why I answered the I answered the question uh, the question with the question. Does people go to McDonald's for the food? Mm-hmm. No, they go to the toys. I want a f- free toy with happy meal. That's true. There you go. Yeah, and it pretty much applies to this to this movie as well. Some people go for the happy meal, and some people go for you know. Not right now. Matt, as somebody in the chat mentioned earlier, Matt is wondering mm-hmm. how how did he get into this kind of situation. But I want to hear his <laughs> thoughts. Really. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. Curious. Yeah. Mm. I okay. So I obviously I love a lot of B horror movies, mm. uh, movies from the '80s that are very formulaic, and I don't see yeah. this film as really any different mm-hmm. than what was kind of already happening in like '80 80, '81 with films where it was just this is you know kind of a product everyone's following what Friday the 13th did mm. kind of thing. That's kind of what this movie is, where it's just, you know, some talking, reference, talking, reference, you know, and it's just, that's what it is. It's like, did you get everything? Did it check all the boxes? Like, that's it. Like, it was basically just a Mario quiz. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get it? Like, that's it. And I, I, I see what you're Friday saying. the 13th is a, I think that's a, an excellent comparison. Cause I'm quite a big horror movie for, uh, fan myself. Mm. I, stuff for me that is good horror is stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street, where, where yes, there is that element to it, but there's an old. Oh, there we go. What a boy. What a boy. You've got an old whole. You've got that that for that kind of horror formula, but then you've Ooh. got a layer of that. You know the 
the dream world layer. Or you, you, there's many times in a Freddy film when you will think, "Am I in the dream world? Aren't I in the dream world?" It, 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 it's more engaging. It's more, you know, it's more stimulating. And the Friday the Thirteenth films are literally just kill, kill, you know, kill, kill, kill. kill way more formulaic. And that to me is, is a great is a great comparison, mate. To it for, for an animated film, something like Toy Story for me would be something like a Nightmare on Elm Street, which is a lot more engaging. Mm. And, and and the Super Mario film is more like a Friday the Thirteenth film, where, where that formulaic um, checklist method, but by mm. committee method, which Sir Chin, uh, Sir Chin said, um, is is more apparent. So I think that's oh. a great great shout, Mark. For okay, so horror movies, kind of like Phantasm more though. But anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I love Phantasm. Um, there you go. My my favorite part of it was, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a big Donkey Kong fan. I I like Mario. I'm not like you know I'm not like when this movie came out, I didn't really necessarily care. Mm-hmm. But I eventually got around to seeing it because I was like, there's not going to be in, there's no substance, you know. That's my my initial thought. Mm. I did like it. I thought it it. Like I said, it it's very formulaic, but the references and stuff like that are are, are fun and and whatever. I, I laughed a good bit, but like I said, the the big thing that I enjoyed the most was like seeing Donkey Kong on the on the big on the on the screen. And I don't feel like I've ever seen him. I don't believe he's been in any like like video game movies, right? Pixels, pixels. Oh, it was so. But it was cool that you got to saw you got to see you know Diddy Kong too, mm. you know Dixie. Tiny was in there. Swanky Cranky was in Kong. there. Like cranky, exactly. Like mm-hmm. that. That was just the highlight of the whole movie for me. Mm, okay. that, that, um, that section. That section to me, like, like I said in my, in my uh, uh, video, <clears throat> that section was probably the best section for me because that actually had some de- genuine uh, dynamics. You know, with, with without the fight thread, really well written, and yeah. between the fighting moments, you got to see these characters. So. That felt that felt more interesting because you got you got the Nintendo references, you got the Nintendo commercial, but you got the, the commercial parts between the action and the actual content. So it was more yeah. it was more more enjoyable. And I felt like it was a part of the movie that didn't feel rushed because I feel like a lot of it feels mm. rushed. Like we got to get to the next point, we have to get to the next reference. And I really felt like that in the end too, where yeah, the end of the movie was super lackluster. Like there Thank was you. stuff that yeah. was happening that I thought was cool, mm. but it was like, what is? I don't really, I I didn't leave the movie thinking like, oh, it resolved itself. Okay, like mm. yeah, you know, it was just kind of like I said, it's 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 like a. Like I was playing a game and I was and I basically Wait. chopped out all the gameplay and put like, you know, the uh, cutscenes together and that's almost like how it kind of felt. Mm-hmm. So like like you said, Matt, it felt like a cutscene that you were waiting for it to finish so that you could get to the game. It's you can get to getting improper. Right, I went right. to go grab my controller. I was like, mm-hmm. when do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, now now I'm curious about uh, JDM's uh, spoilery opinion. Uh, on yeah. this whole matter, yeah, JDM, you've been, you've been. I know you've been reflecting on everybody's, uh, everybody's input. What's you? I usually my JDM. For me, I, I didn't expect the movie to have this depth on its plot. I love the. You have the, like uh, what Kuya Raymond said. It's a, a feel-good movie, mm-hmm. but. There are times that I think they're missing something, uh, especially when the part where uh, Luigi was like 
he was helpless. He, uh, I watch it with my partner, and uh, every time you see Mario, especially in the first uh, few scenes, mm-hmm. he's the pessimistic one, right? Um, mm-hmm. He he always like, hey, are you are you really doing this? He's like the realistic one in mm-hmm. the brothers, and he always carries the like the toolbox that they use, mm-hmm. and. Technically, he's always in distress. He, it seems like he always needs help, Mario's help, that mm-hmm. he can't do anything by himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then magically he became like a superhero right at the end of the movie, right? Like um, watching Hulk Hogan g- getting pummeled <laughs> in the middle of the. We get into uh, WWE territory now, okay? Games. <laughs> well, let's go. He became like the hopster who starts um, powering up people. Yeah, powering up. The people are chanting, and he becomes invincible. Mm-hmm. And maybe because of the power up that they had. Mm-hmm. And I, but maybe I think the writers uh, made it intentional that he's like that because. As we know, Luigi is always the second player. He's not the, uh, he's the not like Mario. Yeah, he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, if ever they make a sequel of this game, I really would like to see Luigi in a different light. Like mm-hmm. um, he has, I, I wish he, like he has this like a uh, arc, uh, like an arc, Luigi arc that. It becomes uh, much more uh, competent, yeah, motivated, or mm. like Mario did, right? Mm-hmm. So, what if they're going to do the Luigi Mansion movie? That I would love to see because mm. honestly, I didn't, I haven't played any Mar- uh, Luigi Mansion games, but mm-hmm. to see Luigi in his own game is uh, it's a good uh, experience to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, JDM JDM made a Freudian slip there. Uh, he said he said you know he was waiting for the sequel to this game, so <laughs> it was like Ooh. he was just really yeah he made a see he was he, he was, was a Freudian that. slip on his side on that one. So I I think that was his thinking on on the movie itself. It felt like it was almost like a game as well. Can, can I can I say this, Koisino uh, Joel? Oh, go ahead. The fact of the matter that everybody is now, is now starting to think that this is this feels more like a cutscene from a game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be a little bit more of a pressure for Nintendo now to make sure that their quality in regards to cutscenes are going to have to match this movie? And that is very true, actually. Oh. I, I, my personal opinion is, uh, well, I, I think Dan, I think it was Dan who actually said this. Now that this movie has made bank, we can av- actually expect. 10 whole years worth of Super Mario content, possibly even uh, spin-offs so, like Donkey Kong or It will or definitely going to be a standard, that's for sure. Yeah. Although it, it is Universe it is going to be the debt it is going to be yes. a detriment to other Nintendo properties though. Because if Nintendo is going to focus a lot of their resources on developing the Mario universe, other properties like Zelda or uh, 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 Metroid might fall by the wayside. So no, not we'll really. Oh, oh, oh! Ricky pointed out something that I also wanted to point out as well, but it's a little bit 
kind of controversial, but like I think that's the feminist movement. If si Peach ang irescue, bakab niya marami feminist movement. Basically, he's saying it's like if it's maybe because is, is it maybe because of the feminist movement that they decided to not have Princess Peach be rescued by Mario. And you know, I agree with this one. Honestly, like you know, I'm not I'm not against the woke people out there, but <clears throat> the problem is is that like they did set it up where you know. We all know how like Mario always rescued Princess Peach. Okay, yeah. it's not that like we wanted to shower Princess Peach into this damsel in distress trope, but mm. the problem, however, is that they actually push it too hard to the mm. point that like Princess Peach basically became the mentor figure for Mario in the Mushroom Kingdom, which is okay, I get that. But the problem was is that they're trying way too hard to push the you know uh, w- uh, women power on Princess Peach on this one. That mm-hmm. even I was like much more of like okay if this is the case then what's the whole in- inciting incident of Mario and Luigi falling into the Mushroom Kingdom? Is it really just because Mo- Luigi basically separated with Mario? So if you think about it, so there isn't really much to That's actually worry true. about. That's very true. Shit, actually. If Mario and Luigi had never fallen into the kingdom, would Peach just rescue the whole thing herself anyway? Because yeah, and you know, not only that. Here's yeah. the thing that also bothers me a lot is that like you know, with story story writing 101, a lot of writers and animators would probably get this point. Is that like there's this thing we call inciting incident when you write a story, and that is basically like an event where it would change the course or the the you know the journey of the hero. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that like. In order for them to get this inciting incident of traveling into one world to another, there is this unexplainable plumbing problem in Brooklyn, which nobody even know what was the cause. Ah, oh, there it is. That's true. Nobody, That's true. no, no one got back to that. What the hell mm. happened to that one? Just to the plumbing. Those, those, those but, are the two. But yeah. just like I told you guys. <laughs> Masyado kayong malalim for the storyline. Raymond is thinking, Raymond is saying that we're we're going in too deep on this. Okay. Can I can I can I pull something back then? So go ahead. Let's let's pull back from the storyline. So I agree. We shouldn't be too harsh on a on a kid's film. Overthinking about the storyline, guys. Yeah. So let's let's pull it back. Because like I've said, like I said in my review, wasn't really the storyline and lack of depth that bothered me. The lack of excitement. Mm. I can't. Yeah. Give give, give me a, a scene apart from that Donkey Kong fight scene and the introduction with Bowser that was exciting because I didn't find any. I, so, I didn't. I, you know where was the where the argument oh, that bit where Mario does that free jumps over something and blows something up and then it does a somersault. Yeah. There was that scene when they're doing the Mario Kart. I thought that was interesting. It was yeah. alright, but... Yeah. What you're saying, Dan, is that the stakes were... You know, there was... There wasn't a moment where everything was at stake. I mean, it, there wasn't a moment oh. where... Oh, the there's... Ten, the tension the other was one that... that like, everything was going to fall fall apart if Mario didn't execute this. I mean, some would argue it was the bullet bill going into the Mushroom Palace uh, moment, but it still felt... Like it wasn't it was, like not all the cards were exploded in the Rainbow Road. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, because, it just basically sucked how, everybody in because of how the the film was structured. Mm-hmm. It didn't it, there was no real sense of, of Mario ever really being in danger, was there? It was. Uh, yes, thank you. That's the one. That's the other one that I I'm about to actually point it out. Like there was one part of the movie that was a missed opportunity where we could have actually got a much more better hype. And you know where that is? Oh, wait, Inside what? the belly 
of yeah. that monster where Donkey Kong <laughs> and Mario was relating to each other how both their fathers doesn't like them right mm. and then when when Donkey Kong actually went haywire they could have gone at it at each other up until basically they find their car with the rocket and whatnot but what happened instead is that they basically got cut off from the tension because of the belch of the monster and to me that's like no no they could have actually went at it with each other and then they bonded after that because mm. honestly like when they got out to rescue everybody after landing away from that rocket there is this level of camaraderie between Donkey Kong and Mario that I was like you know they should have at least punched it out more inside the mm. belly because they were, they were like literally building up here's the thing there's a lot of build up in this movie but not a lot of resolution and mm. if they're building up that Mario and Donkey Kong hate each other they even throw a little bit of some jab at each other during the Rainbow Road scene, which was kind of funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. They could have continued on with that and finally released all the tension inside the whale's belly. But they missed that opportunity. So what you're saying, Shin, is that we got blue-balled by the movie in terms of plot. Okay. Well, more than, more ways than one. I mean, yeah. let's face it. Like the, the moment that, that like Princess Peach finally got the ice flower and whatnot, I was like thinking, okay. This is gonna get fucked up. This is gonna mess up, and then Mario is gonna jump in and probably help out, and we can get the whole rescue thing going on. But uh, instead, JDM. no, nothing, not at all. JDM has a, a little bit of input. I'm curious. JDM, what do you have I, to say? I think what hap- uh, what happened with uh, Mario and uh, Donkey Dunk. Kong inside the belly of the like the large eel. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what happened in was that it. Batman versus Superman when they learned uh, when was it Batman or Superman learned that uh, her mother was Martha oh Martha okay <laughs> that, fine the, that, the time like they bonded oh we have the same uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, I thought it's Superman versus Batman mm, okay Superman versus Batman right? there you why you our mother was why you know that time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's still, it's still far from like a good resolution similar to Batman and Superman. You know, there's like this coincidental thing. But what Mario and Donkey Kong had is like, my father hate me. Well, you know what? My father hate me too. Well, because you know what? Your father probably is right. Oh, you know what? Your father is right too. Rawr, rawr. Belch. They wanted to move the plot along, didn't they? They didn't want to. Oh uh, yeah. And to be honest, there's a lot that there's a lot of scenes here. You got obviously the Muslim Kingdom. You got Brooklyn. You got Donkey Kong Land. You got the Maricar segment. You got the castle where where Luigi's held in this little thing, and there's Luma making making all those death jokes. Um, you got um, you know you got also got Bowser and what what was going on with him. Um, and there's lots of sequences there, so there was a lot going on. To be fair, and there's, there's a lot to see mm-hmm. in this film. There's a visual spectacle. Mm-hmm. I do agree with what. Um, what Matt has said um, it is disjointed. I think that's the word that we have to see. We've got a scene here, we've got a scene here, and when we go from one scene to another, there isn't enough story to push it along. It's not linking to the scene very well. So mm-hmm. it, the storytelling does need work in terms of how disjointed it was, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, the film, it, it's still a very good film for what it is because they, they did tickle the boxes, what they wanted to yeah. do. But in, in doing so, they made mm-hmm. it a disjointed story because they were trying to do too much in it. They played it safe, and they made a lot of money doing that. They made mm-hmm. a lot of money doing that, and there will be a Mario Brothers too. Going on to the discussion about Nintendo and the future of their films, mm-hmm. I think they will continue making loads and loads of money. I, I think there will be a Smash Brothers universe, like they, the Marvel did with the Avengers. There will be a Smash Brothers universe. It's going to happen. This one billion, 
thing is, is, is unprecedented in video game movie history. And Mario mm. has set that benchmark. What I will say in response to, to Raymond, I will say, I will say Sonic the Hedgehog is what created this because when the first Sonic movie came out, you know, people went to see that film and it made over mm. 400 million. Yeah, and that's a big number. That is by no means uh, an unsuccessful film. Okay, 400 mm. million for an animated film with James Marsden and no top build A-list actors in there, okay, is a lot of money they made from that film. And that's why they went on to make Sonic 2, which made even more money. So mm-hmm. will, we, will we see the worlds of Sonic and Mario collide in a movie? You know, we, we don't know. With Paramount and Universal, with the distributors of these films, will they get together and, and put them together? I think it's a good thing in the sense that, I see Cesar said, said Joe nodding, but I think it's a good thing because it shows that there's a benchmark of quality that has been had with mm. Paramount. Even though it's disjointed, a lot of people went to see it. It was a feel-good movie like what we were so said. Yes, it's not perfect. Yes, it has its problems, but generally it's a good film. It's not a film you're going to see again. Would I see a sequel? Yes, I would. Let me just. In terms of the, the plot being flat and the plot of development being a bit weak, now that we've established these are the characters, they can build on that with a sequel. Will the sequel be better than the original? I think that's a foregone conclusion, to be honest. Mm, but yeah. hey, listen. But you know, in my opinion, you know, with all the all that was going on, what all of what you said, because I'm not going to repeat what, what I've said in my my words, because you've said pretty much everything that needs to be, you guys. I'm just patching up my thoughts. In, uh, yes, there are problems with this. It's still a very good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, can, can, and can I? To, can I? Add, yeah. 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 Let me just say one thing. Raymond's Stop, feelings man. about Stop, the Raymond's feelings about the films are uh, the film is absolutely valid. It's a feel good yeah. film, and it is something that that people came in, went into, and came away from having had a good time. And that's a perfectly valid way to enjoy a film. What is it's a roller coaster. Roller coaster. I, I want I wanted to ask this question to everybody on the panel, and clearly this is one this is one of the two elephants in the room. Honestly, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you guys think about that star? I love him. Okay, seriously, let me say one thing, right? And you know, I just want to say I love you, Han. I love my wife so much, but I swear, (laughs) I was listening to this star. I was waiting for it to start bringing into Evanescence. (laughs) It's like just like the the tone, the way it's like there's only that and only the eminent. How could it be that? Like I was just like waiting for it to start singing Evanescence. I'm sorry. All right, Joe. I, I, well, let's let's hear what Joe has to say about it because it's he, it seems that Joe thinks that the star stole the show. Go ahead, Joe. Joe. You love the girl power, Peach. He, he got turned on by girl power, Peach. You like the feminist? Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that Joe, go ahead. Life is sad with the sad. Oh in the world is sad. Let's start in drugs, dude. Luma Lee, all right. Uh, let's talk. Luma let's Lee. talk about Luma Lee. Okay. Yeah. Luma Lee is Luma Lee. amazing. All right. Okay. So this the hallucinating uh, star. Uh, the nature of oh, the nature of the movie supposedly a child friend a, a very child friendly on the sur- on the very surface the movie it is yeah and Luma Lee is one of those out of characters that despite that the movie is a child friendly movie you got someone like Luma Lee very out of <laughs> very out of character that's not that's not supposed to be in this movie but because because Luma Lee is there it's 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 it, it's just so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I also want to ask. Most of you guys go to image boards and whatnot, right? Like Reddit, 4chan. Like most of you guys, you guys are aware of that, right? Yes. 
I honestly believe, like when that scene of Lumali showed up, it's like walking into 4chan, and you have like this one really depressed person, and everybody's saying, "Don't mind him. Don't talk to that person. Do not entertain whatever he says," because it, it's like literally, like I swear, it's like that person is pretty much an image board right there. You have different slashes in there, and Lumali, I swear to God, is like. Uh, even though it was so out, car- out of character, as as Quizjo RPG says, it was a little bit of a fresh air because of all yeah. the tension that we're having. It's basically yeah. helpful that that character was there because honestly, if it wasn't for Lumali, I would have forgotten about the penguins. <laughs> Another point about Lumali: Lumali is, uh, is even more of a character than Luigi was. Yeah, there you go. Yes, Ooh. I agree. Ooh. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I, and that that's that that's quite telling, isn't it? That because it Lumali, great great character actually. To be fair, I should have said in my review that I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the humor with that, um, mm. but the fact that it basically took center stage more than Luigi just felt felt weird. And uh, and to that point, uh, so I saw the uh, the behind the scenes of the movie. So Lumali was voiced uh, was voiced. By one of the daughters of the of the of the uh, of the of developers, the yeah, developers, the directors, yeah. and it wasn't supposed to be, uh, and that, and the response to Lumali wasn't supposed to be like this. It was just a one-off thing that that they just, that he decided just to give it to the daughter, just to just just to voice it out, and the and the response to the character, wonderful, right? <laughs> uh, if anything, so to me, Lumali was like uh, even if a minor character. We, even the, um, you make it your own. The, the scene that you got, make it your own. Oh. And for every scene that he was there, you cannot, you can't stop looking. You can't stop smiling when he's, he, uh, while Lumali was there. It made uh, if if there's anything, it made the movie more memorable to me mm-hmm. because of Lumali. One of the one of the yes. main characters. One of the main oh, characters. Though in. A little bit of a saving grace for Luigi, you know. Let's not try to actually put him down to like, you know, like the most flattest character. No, but written that way. It had his moments. It did. It did has his moments. But you see, one thing that I thought that was a little bit weak into the movies is that, like, if we have only seen enough scenes where Luigi pretty much fan himself off and not just basically be a prisoner or get caught and whatnot, all tied up. If we see some more scenes of him basically surviving that world. Mm-hmm. Him blocking that manhole towards Bowser's fireball would have made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Because when he was protecting Mario right at that moment, I was like, okay, all of a sudden we have like the hero mode happening on Luigi, which was good. But the problem was is this, is that like the weird part here is that like Luigi is not a flat character, but instead the moment of realizations and pretty much the character arc, this character arc that was supposed to be for Mario ends up with Luigi. Mm. And it got, and it died the moment he touched the star. Mm-hmm. He had the best character arc ever because he was like he's realizing that Mario's always behind him, and that's like he's always trying to support. He's always being supported by Mario. He feels weak. He feels that he's always gonna get rescued. But that moment, right then at that moment, he basically break off of that fear and protected Mario. Mm. Now. This would have been better if we have seen more of Luigi having that misadventure, just as similar to Mario. Mario is has the guided adventure. He has the herald, which is the mentor type. Luigi could have gone and do the whole thing by himself, a la naked snake, and basically go for survival. And this would actually bring these two characters, Mario and Luigi, in a stage where both of them 
became stronger, not just because of the mushroom itself, but because of the experiences that they had. But instead, Separately. what we got, yeah. But instead, what we got is that like we got way too much scenes where it's basically like we don't even know how Luigi finally gained his courage. It just came out of nowhere. And then、mm. the moment he touched the star, all of those character arc basically went to bits.、Mm. Well,、yeah. the movie is called Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> so they just focus on just one brother. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's <laughs> not the main character, though. But did um, is anybody noticed that like the the moment he got stuck into that haunted mansion was that a little bit of a references to Luigi's mansion? Oh yes, yes. it is. Yeah,、oh, yes. yes. yeah. Because I I felt that like they want to squeeze in a little bit of like what makes. Luigi, Luigi, and then I was like, if they're gonna insert somewhat of Luigi Mansion in here, this is pretty brilliant. And honestly, that was the only one of the few things that I find which is very genius in this movie is how they managed to insert that in there. That that it made sense、uh, in that in that context. I would say,、yeah. um, you're right in the fact that he, there could have been a little bit more emphasis on how Luigi's character grew. Actually, there could have been a little bit more emphasis on how everybody's character grew. But、yeah. I guess that's something to. To be found in later, later episodes. Sequels, episodes they, they need to have、uh, a sequel movies, for this guess, one. Honestly,、yeah. I would love to have、yeah. a sequel for this one. What, what, I'd, what I'd really like now, actually, is to know because、mm. some of us have actually given our ratings as to what we think it is.、Mm. Dan said it's five out of ten, so we know where、yes. he stands. Yeah.、Um, I want to know. Well, one we do. We all work at say what we think it is out of ten. Then we work out a mean average as to what、mm. you know. Retro games. I'll, I'll, I'll work it out like we like we do on the Sega Mega Masters. So yeah, yeah, this sort of thing. So you know, you say it's a five out of ten. Which I think is outrageous, but that's your view. Okay, it's average. It's average, though. I think I've been quite generous there, to be honest, because I think <laughs> five is average. So it's not that I don't like. It's not a bad thing. It's just、oh, not. Raymond gave me Raymond. Actually, what what did what did Raymond give it? I, I don't think I, I don't think we heard what Raymond gave. Yeah, what? Ten. Ten. Of course, then I did. Ten out of ten. Ten goombas out of ten. Let me get these together. Ten one up. All right, go ahead. Ten、uh, ten one up out of ten. Five, five a ten. One that says ten. I'll say I'll say I'll, I'll give it a six out of ten. Personally,、okay. that's my score. Okay. What about you, Mr. Matt? What do you think? I'm right there with a six out of ten, and it's just because of the Donkey Kong scene. Everything else, I've completely kind of forgotten. So, like,、yeah. six out of ten for for seeing Diddy and everybody.、So、Diddy, Diddy having that cameo,、yeah. I love that part. Shut up, Diddy! I was like, yes. <laughs>、yeah. All right, how about Joe? What about you, Mr. Joe? So, Joe, me, I would, I, I, me, I gave it a seven out of ten. Seven, seven. Okay. Seven point five. For me, it's it's a seven because of the Mario rap that they included at the first scene of the game. And the animation, yeah. This is it. This is what you're gonna give it that rate. It's how you feel. I can't argue your feelings. And what about you, Mr. Sin? Sin, what do you think? I gave it a seven a seven point five, but mainly because it was also an orgasm of a nostalgia. I don't know if everybody noticed, but we tracked it so much. Yeah, seven point five, seven point five. Because、oh, the point five is because of the audio. Because I don't know if everybody caught when Donkey Kong was about to fall off the、uh, off the platform. They actually played the beginning part of Donkey Kong. That part. It was so subtle that like I actually have to to like watch it again, and I'm like, oh god, it is, it is. So there's a lot of subtle references on the video game music in there that even stage two of Super Mario Brothers three even made the cameo appearance. That's why I gave it a seven point five. 
and, and a lot of popular yeah. culture music as well, like Dan said in his review. I mean, I think there was the I Need a Hero song. What is it? That, that was playing in Shrek it's too. Yeah, it's like the references of all the 80s music out there. It's like, there's yeah. I Need a Hero. There's like all these other take like, you know. Take on me. Yeah. Take on me, yes. Before I give my rating, can I rant? Give me the right and then run and I'll give you the number after. Must download out of 10. Ah, fine. I'm the numeric numeric rating. Okay. Yeah. Fuck me else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ray, Ray, Raymond is making threats now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do <laughs> some thumbnails anymore. Did <laughs> I? Oh, this is going to be an awkward grand uh, grand assembly this month. That's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I'll give it a six. Six. There, there you go. go. Ooh. I'll okay, give it a six. Fair enough. All right, go ahead and rant, John. No, you can't I'm, rant. No, it's <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I've been listening to these guys for a while, and, and I've been agreeing to some of their points. Okay, so I'm uh, um, so while well, 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 I was watching the movie, so I'm taking notes, and I've been I've been jotting it around to our group chat as as I watch it on real time. So I'm gonna rant um, by by characters, okay? And so you guys can just interject, especially you guys there at the chat. So with Mario, okay. So the main problem that I see with Mario, um, he never really had the motivation enough to face Bowser to begin with. He, I mean, if like like they said, if it wasn't for them falling accidentally to that pipe, right? If Mario just went to the Darklands immediately, if somebody just told him, "Oh, just go there." He would have found Luigi, and they could have just went on the merry way. Right? They, they, ne- uh, so they never had a chance to, uh, to, uh, for, uh, for Mario and Bowser have that one encounter in the, be- uh, in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the first act or the second act at least, just so that they can show each other, have an interaction with each other, why they're doing what they're doing. Okay. Tension. It lacks tension. There's no tension. It's like for me, like uh, you know, the, the, like the Dark Knight movie, um, that uh, that interview in that inter, inter interrogation scene with mm. Batman and the Joker. They so they were there for the first time face to face, and they're just talking, right? So it's it's, it's kind of like that. Like so, me uh, so Mario doesn't know who Bowser is or what kind of what kind of threat he's posing. He he, he was just told that oh he's just a bad guy. Uh, could, could you save us? And I'm like, dude, this is this ain't your problem. Your problem is saving your own brother, right? So wh- why are you why are you do why are you even doing this? That's my main gravity uh, with Mario. Okay. Next would be Luigi. Okay, so they're they're establishing. Oh, um, uh, we've been uh, we've been together. we uh, as long as we can, as long as we're together, uh, we're good, right? Separated and uh, separated right out of the first act. Yeah. Hollywood oh, Basic 101. Everybody's gonna oh, say something, oh, then something oh, else happens. I'm like, oh, oh, we're gonna be together. And Luigi and Luigi was like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, right immediately. And so, and, and, and she knows, right? All throughout the movie. So, Luigi was, de- well, Luigi was just there. And I'm like, if you take out Luigi out of this, 
eventually they could have resolved uh, they could have resolved the movie but uh, in the end pretty much the same thing but Lu- Lu- Luigi had to, uh, I'm not sure why the developers did uh, the directors or the, the writers did it this way so they separated Luigi okay so there must be a reason why okay and you and you think that okay so Mario has his art Luigi has his own art they need to be separate uh because uh, they need to be they need they need to grow and develop their characters separately so that eventually you'll have that payoff in the end bad execution but eventually the end was there um fighting side by side it's against good, Bowser it's a good setup everything was a good setup right? except for the follow through it was basically oh. lackluster um peach let's go with peach okay oh, here we go so mm. all right peach right i see you girl okay peach um so okay so just because this is the, this is the first peach, human you've ever peach. met so this uh you're placing your all your your hopes and dreams of saving the mushroom kingdom because of this uh this stranger this another human being stranger that you found right and i'm like okay that's fine that that's how the game is right and so there's this there's this training uh there's this uh, uh this training montage and you got uh, the whole tra- uh, the whole training ground and you see peach getting through all of those all willingly and she even admit oh it was uh, even in, in it, I, I on my first try i went through all of it perfectly she admitted that right so what's the point in mario and, and so so what's the point so so if you could do all that why so why not just talk about her we we really have to go there i mean we we i mean uh, we could i, I, I uh, see you girl okay uh, so i'm gonna talk uh, so girl, uh, i'm gonna talk to parkour stuff and those power-up stuff then why not just go about uh, go to bowser himself or even yet why not just train all of your uh, all of your mushroom soldiers all of your mushroom citizens okay you have the training you, you have the training grounds go train your mushrooms right there you, you have your guards you you have your citizens go, well, why not just yeah, not, not I mean, only that not, i can I mean, like, I- sure they're not phys- they're not physical they're not physically imposing uh to do it <laughs> but you see uh, you, you see some of the guards have uh, have battle access there so then 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 surely they have some sort uh, they have some sort of training there if, if they're allowed to have weaponry so why not just train your soldiers then fight bowser by yourself right mm-hmm. yeah there's, no. there's something that you need to yeah, you also uh, need to add as a Miss opportunity. One of the mushroom actually said to Mar uh, to Mario, "Who is he?" And then Peach pretty much says, "She's oh, not. Oh, he's oh, not important, oh, right?" Oh, about, about that, it was a miss opportunity for them yeah. to actually have Mario gain okay. the love of the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm. Why? Even, because, so, why, why, so why? Okay, if you're wondering why do we need to have the Mushroom people love Mario, because if we didn't have that, imagine how flat the ending was and. Pretty much, that's basically what happened. The ending of them living in the Mushroom Kingdom, jumping into the into the hole and whatnot, is so flat because let's face it, none of the toad, none of the toads, or you know whatever they are, don't even they don't even care about Mario and Luigi. Even though they had this rescue adventure, whatever, it happened in freaking Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happens here is that like after the fight in Brooklyn, they all showed up. They put Koopa in a, bo- a Bowser in a bottle. All the toads are just like they still probably think that it's Princess Peach who rescued everything. Mm. To your point. Let's just sorry, let me just okay. put that score then. So just the okay, final, okay, okay, okay. So, so, so to that score, point, the final score, oh. mate, was um, 
68% or 6.8 out of 10. 6.8 out of 10. I, as the auditor, I concur. Okay. Yeah, okay. I concur. So, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to Shin's point. So, who is that guy? He said, oh, oh Peach said, he's no one. Nobody. He's not important. So, why even go through the training session on this mm. guy? And then you're going to announce to everybody he's nobody, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that, that's 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 one of my problems with this one. Uh, yeah. The Kyber Peach. Ano ang dami problema ni Sir Joe? So oh oh fine. So uh, because they're not they're not going to trust you yet. Just let me do the talking, okay? We'll, yeah, this, we'll go to we'll go we'll go to the Donkey Kong Country and then and then and then we'll hopefully we'll get the permission of the. Uh, we'll get the permission to let their uh, uh, so that they can loan our uh, loan us their uh, their soldiers, right? Okay. Mm. So th- that's my main grip. Uh, uh, aside from everything else, with Peach, I'll, I'll leave it alone with Peach. Toad. Okay, let's talk about Toad. Toad's just there, comic relief. Not even, mm. uh, not even for a comic relief, really. I mean, w- Toad was just there to take Mario to to Peach. That's it. Any 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 other character could have done that. Okay, that, that's all I can say. Uh, he, that's basically okay. what I'm saying. Um, did, did he do? Did he even contributed anything to the movie? Anything else? By the time, okay. So by the time they were getting, uh, they were getting. Oh, Toad said, "Oh, I'm going. Oh, I'm going to protect your princess." That should have been Mario's. Uh, that should have been Mario's line. But okay, give it to Toad. Sure. And and Toad is not even like uh, like uh, like a second hand. Commander or a second-hand general or or a right, I mean second-hand right-hand general or a right-hand person to Peach. Toad's just just a normal uh, just a normal one of the mushroom right uh, mushroom. Mm. You know, he's just some yeah. random guy. <laughs> just ran, ran, one random yeah. guy showing a lot of Napoleonic complexes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so but by the end, oh, I'm going to protect you. But he did nothing. <laughs> he still got captured. I mean, you didn't even uh, uh, there's there was no uh, I mean. There's not much of a character going on with Toad. He's just there, just to accompany them to uh, uh, the Donkey Kong Country, get captured, and then get liberated once they're uh, they've beaten Bowser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with. Oh, can we go back to Luigi? Uh, yeah, okay. go ahead. Mm. Okay, so like Shin said, and I said this to the group chat as well. So Mario had to go through all of that training montage, right? Just to get better at it with the power up, mm. and this is also a and this is also a criticism to the to the Mushroom Kingdom citizens as well. If you got the power ups as well, if if it's so available, why not just use the power ups among yourselves and go fight Bowser, right? Heck, but Donkey no. Kong was able to use the power up. <laughs> I mean, is there such a? I mean, they didn't establish the rules like that. The the power ups are just exclusive to some you of see, the. This- Seriously, you see, this is the reason why I'm saying that this movie was actually done by a committee, mm. not just by a group of writers. Because if you think about it, the reason why we even have this issue with Princess Peach being a little bit like, you know, you know how it is, uh, progressive as I would say, is because we have people who are basically saying, okay, what about Princess Peach? And you have everybody basically move their chairs backwards and said, okay, let them handle how they're going to handle it. Now, here's the thing. There is one character in Hollywood that they could have actually used as a standard for Princess Peach, but they failed so badly. And you know who that is? Who? Princess Leia. 
from Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who wants to see Princess that? Leia yeah. is a very strong Every, princess. Yeah, yeah no, well, not Carrie Fisher in general, but Princess Leia in the Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. She is a very strong uh, princess. Okay. She's headstrong and she's pretty much like she loves her people, blah, 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 all that crap, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But even though she was rescued, you never really see the image of a damsel in distress at all. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. You have like in Star Wars, you have Luke basically gained the medal from Princess Leia, basically what he did for, you know, for everybody in the Rebels. You don't really have that kind of moment with Mario where he basically fought Bowser under the representation of the Toads. He's basically there because he just happens to run across them. And look, my brother and I got trapped in here. And oh, here's my brother, but we need to get out of here. Oh, wait, there's this really jealous simp named Bowser who, you know, basically doesn't look at me. <laughs> wait, you, you hate me because you think that I'm after Princess Peach? What? So basically, you have like all this situation here where, you know, you could... Uh, you, there, there's so many missed opportunities in mm. which you could have actually made Mario much better as a character. Was there any point yes, where Peach... Your brother, of course. Was, was there any point where Peach fell? Like, so you've just made a brilliant example there with Princess Leia, where even though she's a part of a four-strong family and a very headstrong, very uh, competent, brilliant leader, she's mm. vulnerable. She mm. shows vulnerability. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, I can't uh, oh, Peach perfect. Wait, yeah, wait, you wait. actually added something in there, Sir Dan, that is actually lacking in all of the characters in this movie. Flaw. Mm. Nobody has a flaw. Nobody has a hubris moment. Nobody has like a moment where they're basically overpowered by their own mistakes or over over what? overestimation or whatever. Yeah, it's like they, they lack flaw. That's the reason why they they feel flat. It's like they're just like a straight A to B character. Um you know, when Sir Dan mentioned that whole thing that like, you know, she's she still has this vulnerability. That's basically what's lacking in Princess Peach. There is no level of vulnerability, not even was she pressured when she was in the Council of Toads. Mm. You have Mario over here who was overly determined, but we've never seen him have a flaw where he'd really do start to doubt himself. That's what he would have needed. There would have been moments with Luigi where when he was so afraid, he tried to be brave. But realize that he has false hopes that's happening in front of his eyes. And then there's Toad who's being completely dedicated and loyal because of the call for adventure. Where he could actually always fumble, messes up, and then have a moment where he realizes he's not cut out to be an adventurer and just be a normal Toad. So many opp- opportunities all missed out. Mm-hmm. With Luigi, god damn it. Okay, so, <laughs> just, so, so, Mario, so Mario had to go all, all of that training montage, right? And... Luigi just touched the superstar and he could do pretty much everything that Mario does jumping running uh what? she already, he already knows what to do right then and there I mean okay. Luigi doesn't even know what the superstar does okay. Mario knows because he's he's been told what what it does but Ma- but Luigi is, Luigi doesn't know that oh, that that just goes to show that the Mario's training montage was completely unnecessary oh no no you know what I'm going to accept Mm. Luigi has a passive skill that everything that Mario learns, he knows. No, 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 yes. Come on. Now, this is the gamer in us. We're inserting our stuff into the, into the movie already. Everything that Mario does automatically, he knows. Too. It's, it's a true story because look, I'm an older brother to a younger brother, yeah? Mm. I tell you, I've been through so much in my life, yeah? And my brother just picks up all my skills for free. You know, he just picks up things that I learned from, whether it's telepathically or something, but he knows how to do things I could never do. So maybe. Uh, you know, 
good way of interpreting that. I don't know how that okay. even works. Yeah, but, oh, but, so um, what you're saying is that like when they reach the star, um, all of the XPs that Mario gained were automatically passed and handed over to Luigi. But God damn it. Oh. Uh, but, that's specific, uh, but that's specific rim logic. We're talking about no, no, no. What, what do you call no, that? Those that's race okay. using that's it okay, to or something. That's okay. <laughs> because you know what, uh, guys, uh, Super Mario. Yeah, my rap pag nago overthink na storyline. Oh yeah, Raymond is saying it's that's that's a bad thing about. That's why overthinking the storyline of every movie is quite hard. Okay, because of the fact that you're overthinking. Blah blah blah. Raymond has a point. We are overthinking sometimes. Speaking of experience points, let's do a quick commercial. Uh, guys, in November, Super Mario RPG will be coming out for the Nintendo oh. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to so, right. uh, uh, As somebody who has criticized the movie, I, I do completely agree. I think we should not get on a storyline um, focus. We shouldn't get too caught up on it because it is a kid's film. So I agree with that. But what I'm, what my counterpoint to that, that would be the dynamics, and that is where what Shin's talking about. Of regardless of the depth of the film, you still need a to and fro, a flirtatious dynamic, and that's what it doesn't give us with the characters. When there's when it's talk, when Shin's talking about resolution and overcoming things, flaws. That those dynamics, like look at Toy Story. You know what I mean? When mm. when when Buzz oh yeah, and, that was a good one. Um, good example. Uh, good example. They, they 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 all have their own journey where they doubt themselves, then they mm. then they overcome it. That's just basic hero tell uh, hero storytelling. Do you know what I mean? And and mm. and that's the thing. This didn't have a hero story, which is crazy. Yeah, when you, it's it's a it's a, a hero's film. Do you know what I mean? So it's, so I think I think that's that's more of a. A, a, a diff, you know, the, the story depth is something I agree with. It, we shouldn't really worry about it too much. Oh, so so my so so my wife actually just told me the reason why Luigi has more knowledge, and it's because during the time that they were imprisoned, he was imprisoned with Cranky Kong. So apparently, Cranky Kong handed that enough knowledge on Luigi, which is the reason why he's he's that well learned after getting out of the cage. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, can I do one more rant? One more. Right, rant. No, 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 you can't. No, you can't. We're acting too long. Okay. One more talk about Bowser. I'll, I'll just okay. do Bowser. Bowser. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, with Bowser, they they didn't really establish why he has the hot for Peach in the first place. Because of her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Great. No, 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 can't no, argue no, with no, that. No, okay. No, okay. No, that's it. Bowser is a man of culture. Going to be okay. the same. I mean, this bitch is um racing outfit. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, guys. Oh, so ladies and gentlemen of the chat, oh. Bowser is a man of culture. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we, okay. I agree. With all the monkeys, with all of the turtles, with all of the goombas, with, <laughs> with all of the mushrooms, who else can you bang? Honestly, no, 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 come on, come on, let's face it. All right, all right, hey, okay, hey, okay. It's, okay. Our, it's, it's Popeye and olive oil, because, okay. you know, Popeye and Brutus are fighting over olive oil. She's the worst. There you go. Anyway, Raymond, go ahead. I will say, look, in terms of what do you think at the end of all this, did Peach get feelings for Mario at the end of the film? Do you think he got feelings for the Mario or the Mario had the feelings for the Peach? Were there any moments? Was there any romance in there? 
between yeah. the man Peter. Although obviously the only romantic thing I saw was that really was the was the solo with with Bowser singing the Peaches song. That was amazing, by the way. I really liked that. I thought it was funny. I like I was that. No, no, okay. there's no okay. chemistry okay. between no, Mario no, and I mean, the, mu the musical part with Jack Black. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just had to do it because it's oh Jack the Peach Black. Peach Peach part. Yeah, yeah come on. Okay. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of Peaches, I gotta admit though. Most of the people who were making this um, this movie, I swear to God, they really are aiming for a certain angle with Princess Peach. Because even I was like, yeah. I don't want to look at that angle, but I just have to. Okay, mm. first, oh, first scene, oh, oh, first scene with the more, you know, when she was no, no, when she was riding the motorcycle to the Rainbow Road, and then coming out from the left side, you seeing that part of the angle? Hello, look at the ass shot. Then when King when King Bowser appeared, your point, your yeah. point. Nintendo said, "Oh, we want to have a family-friendly movie." And Universal oh. Illumination, like, oh, fuck that. We we want. Does, her, does, her, cake have, <laughs> does her cake? Does her, her cake have to actually show up like that? What I mean, it? even when Bowser was appearing while she's holding a spear. Come on, let's let's face. Let's come on, guys. Everybody must oh, have already okay. pressed pause when they watched again. it. Not that much shot. <laughs> that butt shot was okay. You gotta admit, it wasn't really uh, showing up in the first part of the movie. But later on, when she was like waiting for Bowser to show up, I was like, "Why is that racing outfit literally eating her butt right now?" <laughs> oh no! I, I, oh, to your point. I'm sorry, hon. No, I love in the, you. In the, in the Mario, in the Mario Kart game, oh, <laughs> all of you guys who are playing the Mario Kart games, is, was there any game that she was on a bicycle, on a motorbike? Yeah, she's yeah, only park, right? I haven't so played Mario Kart. So this was just a pervy writer's right idea. No, or, or that is, or, or that, or well, that is just something. In the game like this. She's in Mario Kart. Look, she's there. That's oh, really? their vehicle in Mario Kart. Is that well, it? Yeah, that's, that's the one in Mario Kart. But I mean, that's it. It's a little bit different from the one. The, yeah, go. that one. Uh, come on, come one. on. You guys see that scene from the Rainbow Road, and that's they're riding out. Really. That angle was there. Come on, guys. I love the I love the shading. Yeah. Matt, Matt is just putting in Matt is just face palming all over right now. There, look, look at Matt. He's, he's really face palming. You just convinced me to increase my rating to a six. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nate. If, if Seven out of ten. Slapper, slapper, pack. My wife is just giving me the, the stare of death right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, oh, um, uh, sir, uh, so jo so Sir Jomar uh, mentioned something here. I'm not okay. really a hater. I I'm not hating on Peach. Okay, mm. if Peach, if Peach is there right in front of me, okay, I I'll keep the hate inside. We'll just have some angry shag. Okay, is it, fine. Is okay. Peach or Anya Taylor Joy we're talking about? Because she, she, like, let's talk about the voice actors. I think all the voice acting was actually pretty much on point, apart from Mario. But they, the others actually made they carried Mario throughout the film, so it didn't matter too much. But I thought all the voice actors was pretty much on point, other than Mario. That's the funny mm. thing. That's yeah. my deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Star Lord, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, we haven't really mentioned about the characters. Let's give them. Let's let's pay them some respects, okay? Mm. So let's mention it. Let's let's mention them by name. So you got Mario, voiced by Chris Pratt, okay, and then Luigi was uh, was Charlie Day, mm -hmm. really. Kegel Mac, uh, Michael K, voiced Toad, uh, Jack Black, of course, Bowser. And who voiced the uh, who voiced Peach? Nah. Who could have? And you tell the joy. Yeah, I just confirm I'm going to be sleeping on the couch tonight. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Oh, though. Um, in general, why are you doing this? 
Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, Raymond is showcasing his 10 out of 10 rating. There you go. <laughs> right there. That, that explains oh, why uh, he's been oh, defending the movie. Oh, yeah. Anya, Anya, Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy, voice Peach. Mm, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. All right, let's just do a, a final final go. Final comments on the movie. I, 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 think, I think the movie deserves that. Okay? All right, Viraj, since you're show captain, go ahead. Um, I would say it's a good film. Don't go in there with high expectations. It is a video game movie, and like all video games movie, you're not going to get sort of masterpiece storytelling, but you do hope to have it. Um, if you're a fan of Nintendo and Nintendo games, this is something you should see. Um, be mindful that it, you know, that, that is, is a market employed by Nintendo. Clearly, I mean, what, what game franchises did I, I count here? Got Wrecking Crew, that was you got um, the Mario Brothers franchise, in minute. you got Mario Kart, you got the Donkey Kong franchise, you got Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion to that. You've even mm-hmm. got Captain Toad. You know, you see a bit of Captain Toad. Captain here. Toad, yes, very true. Yeah, Captain but, Toad. But there's a number of franchises. There's probably some I haven't mentioned because these tricks that I've just left my brain that were mm. actually mentioned in this game. Um, but, you know, it is a nostalgia trip for those of us who grew up with the Nintendo game. More the Americans, I'd say, because the NES was a I'll say anyone who grew up with Nintendo or liked those games, yes, you're going to like them. Is it a story that's consistent? No. Is it disjointed? Yes. Mm. But is it? Does that make it a bad film? No, it doesn't. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Enjoy the film. Enjoy the film. Don't, don't, don't think too much into it. Otherwise, you mm. go crazy. Like, like yeah. people in this chat have gone crazy. You know, even, even, <laughs> we, we can really, we can really, if you really overanalyze it, yes, you're going to find all these flaws in it, but it doesn't make it a bad film. And I do look forward to a sequel film because you know, as a Sega man, I can still appreciate the Mario good stuff I'll watch. And then again, I, I like video games, like all of you. I, will I see in the next video game movie, whether it's Sega, Nintendo, like the Mortal Kombat one I liked? Yeah, great. You know, we'll, we'll see what comes out next. So I'll watch them anyway. Uh, do I have high hopes for the next film? Well, I think it'll be better than this one to this, but I could be wrong, but I'll enjoy it. Um, just a final note, and it's a, it's a video game movie that I have actually mentioned in our group. It's called Tetris. I recommend those of you who have not seen this film, because artistically, it is the best video game film of 2023. Not Mario Brothers, but it's been overshadowed by Mario Brothers. It's on Apple, okay? Watch it how you can. But Tetris is, is probably one of the best video game movies I've, I've seen in a very long time, which is not necessarily based on it's based on the game, and it's a more of a biopic on who developed the game and how it all came to fruition. So give Tetris a go. Yeah, that's the film you should be watching, not Mario Brothers. But anyway, <laughs> if, if, if you like fun, something that you can switch your brain off and enjoy, this is the film for you. If you want something that's really interesting, you going, a, a story that's really smooth, give Tetris, mm-hmm. that's the one. Anyway, that's my final thoughts on the film. Over to you guys. All right, let's hear uh, our special guest for this episode. Matt, final uh, thoughts. Yeah. It's um, something I'll probably never see again. I'm surprised you guys had so much to say about it. I'm actually overwhelmed. I'm just like, wow. You know, because like the story, I just didn't really, I didn't really give it that much time in my brain, you know, but the, I I mean, I'd I'd recommend it. It's like a roller coaster ride. You get on, you go up and down, you get off. And that's what this was. And so, I mean, there's no reason not to see it. It's a beautiful looking movie. It, It really shows how, you know, how talented we're getting with CG and stuff like that now. Um, so it's worth uh, for seeing it on the, it's the on the technical aspects because I, I couldn't imagine the time it took in the animation that they did and and the way everything looked. Like this had to have been like a really intense project to do because everything looked really good. And yeah, so I would recommend 
checking it out. Like I said, six out of ten, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily like the worst thing on in the on the world. Because I mean, I watch a lot of B horror movies, so I like bad movies. <laughs> um, but but yeah, final thoughts. It was cool. I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was in it, so therefore I liked it a little bit more. And uh, yeah, there's no reason why you shouldn't check it out. All Good right, to see you too, you Trace. <laughs> there you go. And now, how about let's go into the uh, the 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 raver, the raver for the movie, Raymond. I'd like to hear your raving uh, and final thoughts uh, about how good the movie is and why you're recommending it. Go ahead. Final thoughts. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> it's nice interacting with you guys. Yeah. Well opinionated people. Yes. Uh, we should yeah. have this more often. Yes. We yeah. Should. We should do this more often. Bardagul. In in the ano in Filipino language, it's called bardagul. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of translates to yeah, uh, jamming, banter, jamming. you know. Yeah. But uh, still, uh, I love you guys. It's been a good. Uh, it's been a good episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Interacting with the opinion of the guardian, uh, the game, and the uh, the movie itself. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love you, Nino. Please don't disown me. <laughs> Please don't disown me. There you go. All right, so that's that's Raymond's input. Uh, let's move on to Dan. Let's hear what Dan has to say for final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I know I've been harsh on it. I, I won't say it was a bad film. It's just an average film. I'd say anybody going into watching it, I'd watch it at home and make sure you can have breaks between it because it, it, it can I found it boring and and I, and I was glad that I could pop and get a drink so if you if you are gonna watch it give yourself space to watch it you know what I mean and and more more than anything I guess this is my thing is you don't you don't simp don't accept low standard stuff just or, or average stuff just because it's got your favorite characters and uh, you know you, you know pe- people and things that you want to see in it um, this is a good starting point because it is a starting point. And like others have said, I expect sequels to be better. But I only expect them to get better if people voice the criticisms of this movie. Otherwise, Nintendo and Illumination will just, just throw out any old rubbish, which we don't want to see. And that's what we ended up getting with the Marvel films. The Marvel films kind of descended into a, a, quite a messy, nondescript set of disposable films. Because they knew they knew they could be careless with them, and they knew could they, they could sell them. And, and I'd love to, I would love to see. I know I'm a Sega man, but I, you know I loved Super Mario World, mm. and I would I would love to see a film where Mario goes on a proper journey, where he takes on Cooper's kids, where he takes where we, we see all these different enemies, and, and, and you know a, a, a proper fully fleshed Mario film. So let's like, so hope we get that next. And uh, and, f- and fingers fingers crossed the, the the more movies which we will inevitably get now from Nintendo step up in quality as well. All right, excellent. Uh, JDM, uh, the the silent but deadly guy here. All right, JDM, let's hear what you got. <laughs> I mean, Head I didn't even know. <laughs> All right, let's hear, let's hear what your final thoughts are. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie. It's a good movie if you're a fan of the Super Mario franchise, Nintendo. It's a like what we Raymond said. It's a feel-good movie. Um, it's not like we're watching Shawshank Redemption or other films that has plot, uh, like a wide plot that we need to um, like. It's not for critics, uh, uh, if I may say. Um, it's not 
I don't say it's a bad movie. It's a good movie for the whole family. If you have time, uh, you should watch it. And I think this will help other like directors or writers to uh, think that uh, move uh, video game movies can actually be great. Looking at you, Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, look at what Resident Evil did with their animated films. It sticks to its roots. The story you have, the story, um, the characters in the game. I hope this will, um, uh, like, the writers should, uh, the future writers, if they ever did uh, another Resident Evil movie, like a live action, to, um, they really need to do their research so they can make the movies uh, do justice so that's it enough of the see ano enough of the ano of the resident evil game and movies <laughs> with the cgi much better okay. yeah. yeah all right so i guess that that's that's very good that's very good input jdm uh let's move on over to uh shin uh, i want to hear oh here here we go shin Right. Well, I mean, if this movie came out in Christmas or probably around the holidays, I would still definitely bring my family to watch it. Honestly, movies like this are meant to be watched with your whole family for enjoyment, just as like Luis Ninong Mon said. However, you know, there is still a lot of holes in this movie that, you know, me and the rest of us here are pretty much, as you would say, nitpicking. But I think it is our responsibility as gamers and moviegoers that we should not always try to yield and just completely accept whatever these companies are actually giving us because believe it or not it's not just for us i mean the argument is that this is meant for kids but let's face it there's a lot of nostalgic and 80s references that were mainly targeting us so you cannot have a follow-through where you know it basically falls flat towards the end and say that it's for kids but Despite it all, this movie is actually a standard, not just for Nintendo itself, but also for a lot of video game to movie adaptations. If they want to actually create a movie based out of a video game, this is one of those standards where they need to actually go with the one is to one ratio and maybe add a few elements here and there. But again, like I said, um, just because they're giving us a lot of eye candy does not mean that like we should just accept it. It's our responsibility to tell these companies that we love what you're doing. You're on the right track. However, let's not try to forget that if we're going to have this movie be one of those that like going to be a nostalgic for the rest of our kids in the future, let's try to hope that like these kids can actually get the same qualities of storytelling, story writing, or whatever kind of elements that we grew up with. You know, like I would love to have my son actually enjoy a movie and know that it was top quality rather than because it was like a five second flashing lights and that just because Mario is dancing in there, everything's okay. Other than that, that's basically what I have for this movie. Awesome. All right, I'll put in my two cents. I'm putting it in as a kind of, kind of a little bit like, uh, like shit. What Shin says. I'm viewing. I'm, I'm make, giving my review as a dad. I'm giving my review as a father who has a child who is who I watched them. So yes, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Just don't go into it expecting <clears throat> to come away from it with more than what you were what with more than what you were thinking initially that you were going to get it's a gamer movie it's something that a lot of people who didn't play the games aren't going to get a lot of references of in and 
it's not something that I'm looking forward to seeing again in the near future. It's something that I'm going to slap into the into the DVD player if my kids are if my kid and her friends are going to be having sleepovers. I would uh, my my rating of seven out of ten is I guess pretty generous in that regard. And uh, like like what everybody says, I look forward to what they're going to be doing with the with the characters with the property in the future. But as it is, the movie itself it's a good starting point. It it feels fun. It's good uh, for what it is, but it's not something that I should like. Taking taking Raymond's advice, I should not delve too into it. I guess. <laughs> And Joe, final thoughts. <clears throat> You're on mute, Joe. Oh, sorry about that. So, okay. Um, you you good luck uh, carry it, but not that much. Damn. Right. Oh, how about now? Got you. Got you. All right. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Okay. Oh, uh, video game adaptations are hard to do because you're trying to make sure that you're uh, you're adhering to some of the uh, you're adhering to the roots of the source material. You're trying to appease to the fan base, but at the same time, you need to write a decent concept story-wise as a film, as a as a filmmaking standard as well. And Yes, we do. Uh, we do have a lot of clutter of bad movie, uh, bad movies based from video games from before. But but that doesn't mean it cannot be done. We you have some examples like Arcane, Castlevania, Witcher, The Last of Us that they're paying uh, they're paying enough homage to the source material, but they can still expand the story and to to the point of th- these gentlemen right here. Um, You can have a you can have a a, a rich storyline. You can improve on it. It's just on the writing, actually. Okay, you you, you can write stuff around it, but uh, but as long as you're but as long as you're keeping some of those uh, those elements from the games, you're keeping the fan base happy and you're keeping the casual viewers happy as well. So it's really hard to get that balance. And as far as this movie goes, well, the original concept. Eh, Two plumbers going to the mushroom kingdom, eating mushrooms, jumping over turtles, just to beat a an overgrown turtle hybrid who wants to get it on with a human princess. Sounds ridiculous if you say it out loud, but you have to write something something around that, right? And the 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 outcome of this movie to any of you viewers right there, it will depend on how much you know about the game. You will love it depending on how much you know everything about the games. If you know about the lore, then you that might distract you from the overarching problems that we have mentioned earlier. Okay, um, like they said, yes, they will say it's a kids movie, but they're but they're targeting the 80s to 90s kids who grew up with Mario or who or whoever you know the ones who are playing the game. So you can you cannot really you can you cannot have both. If you're going um, in in that uh, in that sense, uh, just to, just to defend the movie, um, so I so whether you the problem with the the main problem that I had is that the references that they used here, it's the it's their greatest strength, but at the same time it's the greatest weakness as well. The references they're using, they're using it as a crutch. Take away those references, then this movie has no decent legs to stand on. That's just me. That's just me. So um, yeah, uh, that's all really. Um, let's just do our shameless plug. Then. All right. <laughs> uh, let's start with Sir Joel. Where can they find you? 
All right. Uh, thanks very much for this one. Uh, we hope everybody had a good time with this podcast. You can find me at on kick.com under Banyagi Native or on twitch.com under Banyagi Native. Just search and just type in the search bar uh, Banyagi Native and you will likely find my ugly mug there. Uh, hashtag FUFB. So um, you'll also be able to <laughs> see uh, some of my content on the Pinot Retro Gaming official Facebook page. And um, yeah, we very much hope that everybody comes away from this episode with their opinions either uh, validated or challenged. So, on to the next one. Right, thank you for that, Sir Joe. Sir JDM. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, one, two, three, go retro. I rarely stream uh, nowadays, but if you um, try to catch me, just say hi in the chat and I'll greet you back. All right, thank you for that, Sir JDM. Oh, Sir Matt. Hey, I just want to thank you guys for inviting me on, having me on. Sorry I didn't contribute much to this uh, to this review of the movie and everything like that, but I still appreciate coming on, and I really enjoy watching you guys every Saturday. So, um, But, uh, yeah, you can uh, find Bustle Plays Games. I'm Bustle, obviously. You can It's on YouTube. Just type in Bustle Plays Games. I play mainly uh, indie horror game. I horror games that's kind of my stick i'd also do like horror movie reviews and and stuff if i add something to my collection i'll, I'll make videos out of it so if you're into that kind of thing you would probably enjoy um my youtube channel so shameless plug for bustle place games and um yeah just thank you guys so much for having me on this was really cool all right thank you for that sir matt Chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can find Chin at the Columbo outside <laughs> uh, the the mosquito net outside. It's 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 a turn. Uh, I think Shane is on mute. Um, oh, he's he's on mute right now. All right, uh, we'll, we'll circle around back to him. Let's continue with Barrage. Yep, uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube with with Sir Dan down here and the Sega Mega Masters channel, um, where we review old Sega Mega Drive Master System games, uh, retro Sega stuff. Um, it's a lot of fun. So if you're into that sort of thing, have a look at our channel. I was checking out the Master couch. So. <laughs> Also, uh, you know, if you uh, also you can you can find us on the Sega Genesis group. Also, I'm talking about Sega. All good stuff. We're back to you. Excellent. All right. Now that we have Shin back from inspecting the couch for his overnight there, go ahead, Shin. Where can we find you? So now you can officially find me on the couch laying there because my <laughs> wife now thinks that I am actually in love with a video game character. No, but uh, kidding aside, uh, you guys can reach me out through my Facebook page. You're also going to see me much more here in um, Timeless Gamers. Also in Quantum Bidyuhan and a lot of PRG related stuff. Um, just feel free to visit my page where I basically draw a lot of loot. Not so loot and some random things that are pretty much like our comics that I'm going to be showing in the future. Back to you guys. Okay. I need a blanket. Yeah, same as Viraj says. Come and see us at the Sega Mega Masters on YouTube or in the Sega Genesis group on Facebook. All right. Thank you, Professor Dan. Uh, so, how about Sir Ray? <clears throat> okay. Thank you so much, guys, for the you know, great interaction with you about this movie. So, late, lately, I'm not streaming because of the fact that I'm reviewing something. Nagpapakadalubasa ako. But, tomorrow, I'll be streaming a game from Mega Cat Studios called Sacred Line 2 on Sega Genesis. So, I'm preparing my Sega oh. Genesis, guys. This is a Genesis movie. Danny's thumbing up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you can catch my uh, secret line is to is a horror, horror game from Mega Cat Studio. So uh, Matt, you can check that out. You can basically you can check it, that out. Yeah. What was it called again? Um, secret line two. Sec- secret line two. Shasha Draco percent. Second one. Second one. That's out now. Yeah. You can check out Mega Cat Studios page for the for the the game. Is it a demo or full game? Um, uh, actually, we're actually it's uh, uh we're kickstarting it and it's a demo. Oh. But oh. for the past 24 hours, it's already been funded 100. percent So congrats oh, okay. to the people that uh from the Mega Cat Studio and nice. the producer and the developer of the game. So they can develop it in a full uh in full swing na. So yeah. So again, this is Retrofit Gaming and may medyo. I'm not streaming lately because yun. So, see you when I see you guys. All, All right, right. Thank you for that survey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just to uh, just to promote the show, so um, you can catch the previous episodes of Timeless Gamer by going to the YouTube channel Timeless Gamer PRG or just going to the Facebook channel of Pinoy Retro Gaming as well. For our audio versions, you can just go to the major uh, major audio streaming platforms out there. Uh, and for next week, I'm just going to uh, for, for our next episode rather, we are going to talk about the music in gaming, right? So uh, and expect Sir Matt Bottle to be there as well. If it's not that active here in this episode, hopefully. Uh, we'll pull off, uh, on, on that particular yes, episode. please. Uh, we, we, yeah, we promise you, uh, Matt, that it's not going to be as chaotic as every episode. It's just this one. Trust us. Don't worry. <laughs> we, we're not that chaotic, man. Yeah, we're very structured, actually. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we are. <laughs> we're, we're pretty tame at this point. And, it's such a, and it was such a nice experiment, uh, rather, because uh, we, we wanted to do a video game review for quite some time, but we were, but we're, we're talking about video, mm-hmm. video game movie. There you go. Uh, video uh, game uh, movie uh, review for, for quite some time, but we're not really sure on how people were going to. Uh, we're going to respond to it and how are we going to uh how are we going to structure it amongst ourselves so we took a poll uh, to the facebook gaming groups and they voted super mario movie okay so we're just going to schedule that watch the movie and then here we go and then yeah so here we are and to be honest i, I believe it's a successful episode say the least uh lots of differing uh, lots of differing points of views in regarding with this movie which is a good thing for a podcast show and and yeah and that's it guys um so on behalf of those people who um who are, who are part of the crew that cannot be here this is timeless gamer podcast and to all of you guys who uh, who was who's here joining us from the start into to the finish of the show thank you all so much you know you got you know who you are uh, Miss Momo again Thank you so much as well For all of your troubles You, you, you know <laughs> My blanket woman I need it <laughs> You know <laughs> And that's it guys So Our games And our bodies May grow out of date But Our gaming experiences Will forever remain Hey Bye I love you I'm so sorry <laughs>